There will be a second coming of dick gummies, I assure you. <laughs> second coming. <laughs> <laughs> And bowls and freeing souls from America's heartland. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl with Lorian and Spencer. Do you smoke pot? Why do you think they call it dope? Honey, you rape. Not if you were stoned at the time. Sparking up a J. Lighting up a J. Getting high? Yeah, dude, you were here smoking pot with me. Fresh air. (sighs) Breathing in that fresh air. On a Friday night, we're feeling all right. It is a special edition of Bowl After Bowl. This is Bowl After Bowl episode 235. And we're doing other bowls with buds. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. I'm Dame DeLorean. And back at it for another round. It's Toontown Mousy Bear. Whoa. <laughs> what was that? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Somebody kicked uh, Tuta. He said, Woo. Well, me, I promise. That was nice. I should say, Sir Tunta. That's right. Sir Tunta of the Ditch People. Is this the proper, uh, is this the preferred nomenclature, my dude? I don't feel comfortable being referred to with a title like that. I certainly feel comfortable being referred to as a ditch person. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely feel like I came up out the ditch. I don't feel like a knight. Sir Tunta is my father. Please call me Ditch Man. Oh, well, that's, that's, uh, you're one of the newest nights at the round table that only, uh, just reoccurred to me. So I'm glad we had to start this damn thing over. (laughs) I, I, I have many generations of agricultural runoff running in these veins. Oh, nice. That's, that's where that comes from. That's good. You're, uh, you're roundup ready then. That's what you're trying to tell me. That's right. See, I was molded by the ditch. You come here to visit. Okay. Okay, I see. I can handle that. Yeah, so so much has happened since we last talked. A lot's been going on. Yes. You had uh you had the whole move. I understand you're like uh doing a mobile like booberry like setup. Yeah, oh, right, right, right. So, uh yeah, the internet where we are is a joke. Uh it's like old school internet uh satellite internet. There's n- no like forget fiber there's nothing ran out there we can't get anything Mm. uh so when we tested that a a few weeks ago we couldn't even get started like i couldn't even get like the clean feed page to load yeah so so we've moved everything for that here to my parents house who live in the city so this is a a special hangout sesh i guess nice little little satellite session yes but i I must say that in in spite i mean it's it's a catch 22 because I really appreciate not having being so wired in like it's good. You, you can't just like reliably like open up your phone and get anything to load. <laughs> so that's positive. Totally. Yeah. There's, I uh, bet a, a bit of freedom in that, isn't there? Yeah. But I am looking forward to Starlink coming whenever that comes. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to have when you need it. Right. Yeah. And, uh, 
I I know we're like eyeing a place out in uh I don't know, like we don't really care how remote it is. It's more about like is the land right and can we get a chunk of it, but like Oh yeah. That is the one thing that uh kind of plays at the back of my mind is sort of uh for the show to go on, you kind of yeah, need some yeah, internet connectivity. Yeah, it's really important right. for you. Um we haven't built any there's no part of our lives that are sustained necessarily by that kind of internet connection. I do need it for my job to some extent, but it's not to the same extent as you. I do like to go to the public library, yeah. which again is, you know, we live so far in the country. There's no like guest pass or signing in or anything. It's, I mean, you could literally go there and just, Oh, let's hypothetically say download a bunch of movies once a week or so while you do your paperwork for your job. Nice. Can you hear me winking? Yeah. In Minecraft, right. you uh, just winked. <laughs> fully uh fully understood oh that's fantastic so uh this new homestead uh situation you got yourselves into i'm interested to hear uh what all you've got working out there and what's kind of the 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 i don't know the the spark behind it i know we talked a little bit about last time um i think you had just been starting to put things together if i remember right yeah, I think we were in the um, dreaming phase <laughs> last time we were talking. Um, you know, it was before we made anything happen. Uh, but so we are 100% debt free, and that's my favorite part. Hell yes. Right there. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so it's, it's kind of been an upstream. What are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying upstream go on uh, it's uh been a swim upstream pretty much the whole time you know um because the place was uh cheap for a reason <laughs> gotcha a lot of reasons needed a little uh, tlc maybe a lot of tlc <laughs> still needs tlc um but it's livable now so <laughs> according um, to our standards yeah, uh, I think some people would argue it's still not livable. Yeah. <laughs> different strokes for different like, folks. But, like, people in Central Africa may also deem it unlivable. But we're doing just fine. <laughs> it, it didn't have plumbing or any flooring when we first got there. It's a 50-year-old mobile home is, like, okay. the base structure that we're living in. But we've also had... Uh, like we bought a shed that had been used as a hunting cabin from a, a Blackfoot Indian for like, well, I guess it's the prices aren't important. It was cheap and it was like partially finished. And so we had a foundation poured and we set that next to it. And then I built a hallway that transitions in between the two. Uh, when Cotton Gin was out, he slept in it. And I, I felt so bad because uh, we didn't have anything. I, I forget how he kept warm. It was pretty cold, cold out. And... Oh. No, it was still kind of summer. It was <laughs> well. No, no, no. Maybe it wasn't. No, oh, I think I think we had one of the electric heaters in there with him. Well, we did something, but he <laughs> he had something to keep himself warm. But the point is, is that we put a a wood stove in there, connected to the trailer, and then we also have another shed um, that we got a good deal on, and that one is actually more properly finished on the inside, and we have that as like a half music studio for me uh that i've been making music out of and then the other half is more of 
like arts and crafts like for the kids with sewing machines and uh, things like that. Um, nice. And then there's also the garage, and then of course the the land, which was the main reason. Like like you guys were saying, yep, it's the land. Do you have water? Is the soil workable? Is there? Do you have ground rights? There are a lot of places where in this country where you may own the land, but it's literally just the shit sitting on top of the land, but you don't own what's under you or above you yep. or anything else. Right. Yeah, you gotta make. Excuse me, you gotta make absolutely <clears throat> sure. No doubt. So um, I'm assuming you got all of that then that you're set up the the mineral rights and the water rights and you got oh yeah yeah running water and yeah I do think that we need to drill a deeper well than what we have. We haven't done a depth test on our well, but anytime it rains pretty good, we get a lot of uh, you know our water gets real cloudy, and uh, we also have E. coli in the water that we can't really get rid of. Um, so what we do for that, for our drinking water, we are just, we just pour into, I don't know, what would you call those things we have? Oh, it's like a huge glass jar. Uh, okay. Yeah. Simple enough. It's so, like a gallon size. The old HGJ. Yeah. yeah and yeah. and we sun treat that. Gotcha. We put it out in the sun and it's never an issue. Nice. Yeah. The ultimate disinfectant. Right. Never heard of anybody doing that before, but it's working, so. Yeah. <laughs> and, and in general, that's, that's kind of the process that we've been involved in, is every single thing that we do, we're having to figure these things out as we go, because you don't just turn on the water and the city has done everything for you. Right. And, and that's why I wanted to do that. This was not convenient for us or anything to, to do this, but I wanted to do this podcast with you guys because I think the thing that we share and have in common is I've heard you speak a lot, not just, you know, recently, but like over the years now about doing things for yourself. You don't know how to cope. Well, you can figure those things out. You don't know how to set up a website. You can figure these, do it for yourself. And if nothing else, having done for yourself is going to be a reward. Totally. Yeah, it always right, tastes right. better when you grow it yourself. It always smokes better when you grow it yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I'm a, to I'm a total believer in that. And uh, I'm a big freedom guy, but, like, freedom is totally coupled and welded to personal responsibility. Like, Yes. You can't have one without the other. And if you want a lot of one, you got to get, you know, you got to take on a lot of the other. Yeah, because when you don't have personal responsibility when you start outsourcing those things to other people every one of those is a chain that ends up letting you be enslaved so when yep. somebody comes out and they says well you better take this vaccination there are a lot of people uh in this country and around the world who were surprised to find out that they actually didn't have as much freedom of choice in anything that they thought and it wasn't just the government yep it's their employers and it's the people who hold the bank notes for their car and for their homes and everything else. And sometimes even like the uh, people beholden to their families, you know, like pressure yeah. from uh direct uh, nuclear family or even like extended family who like, Oh, my family won't talk to me. You know, like there's certain, uh, it's, it's weird how coerced yeah. people can be by different things. And, um, 
like for, for, for me i love my family but like i think they all know there's nothing they can do to like force me to do anything in particular yeah. uh and i love them you know and i'm like i've never cut them out of my life over any shit like that but uh like as far as them like pulling some ultimatum to me like <laughs> it's yeah and, and nah. i would I would bet that you've never made yourself beholden to them. You've never been like, okay, well, you pay for my car, daddy. No. Okay, mommy, nope. do all this. <laughs> nope. Yeah. You, so once again, you've given yourself the freedom because you're, there's no moral obligation yeah. of any kind. Yeah. There's, you're not still sucking off the, the, the titty. There's no string they can yank to make my life any different than it is currently. Mm-hmm. Um. Thankfully, you know, and like yeah. I said, man, I, lo- I love my family, but uh, they don't like they don't, they don't have power over me. I'm an independent man, right? Which is like how you're supposed to be once you re- really once yeah. you hit 18 is what you're supposed to fucking be. And um, I was pretty grateful to my parents because, like, you know, my dad sat me down on my 18th birthday and cracked open a beer with me and basically said, "Hey, you know, like you're an adult now. You're a man, like." we'd like for you to stay here for the rest of the time and then go and go to college. Like the plan is, but like, just know that as of today, it's all on you now. Like it's, you're driving the the car that is your life. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I just always appreciated that kind of honesty and like, yeah, that sounds good. I didn't take it, you know, lightly. Yeah. They raised you to be independent. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, the, because that that's actual love. That's not a, like yes. a debt of slavery or anything. Because on the flip side of that, it is good to have other people in your life. Like, you know, Mousy depends on me for a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. I know Lorian depends on you for a lot of things, you know, to, to go out and, and provide. But at the same time, we're relying on each other. Right. You know, because yep. it, it we are better together. But it only comes because we're we're all taking on that personal responsibility. <laughs> So that we're, you know, formidable people in our own right first, but then we share that with the people that we love. And if you can get to that point, that is beautiful. Totally, that's, man. I admire that about you guys so much. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you. Uh, likewise to you guys. I mean, yep. uh, it's cool to see, uh, you know, we're not alone out there. Like, uh, there's plenty yeah. of uh, people like thinking the same way and doing the same thing, even though it's like incredibly unpopular and, uh, you know, m- most people might even look at you like you're crazy. Yeah. We've got some of that. Um, <laughs> it's all right. Why Cause like, uh, yeah, exactly. Like what? Huh? What? <laughs> like some sort of retarded 21st century Amish pe- thing you got going on there. Right. Or? Like, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What of it? What of it? I saw, uh, uh, Cotton Gin in the chat said he had an electric heater and a sleeping bag. So, yeah, and he probably had a really good sleeping bag. He's a he fe- said he was comfortable. He's a fellow Eagle Scout, so it's going to be tough to freeze him out. Yeah, <laughs> he probably a... made a fire in there on his own. Yeah, <laughs> we just light one fart in our sleeping bags, and us Eagle Scouts are good <laughs> till morning. Good till morning, off of just that one heat. So we have. I'm sorry if there was somewhere else you wanted to go, but we have some trivia questions that we have prepared. Oh, killer. Uh, do you want to... What is this all about? That? Bowlers never prepare. <laughs> what is this about? I don't know if I've had a bud prepare before. I'm into that. No, I'm very into that. <laughs> That's your cue, Mousy. That's my cue. Okay, well, um, 
So are you ready for your trivia questions? Whew, no, but uh, uh, lay it on <laughs> me anyway. Know you, didn't know you were going to take a test today, did Got you? Got me by surprise, completely by surprise. <laughs> well, um, you are in luck because it's multiple choice. Oh, so thank God. it shouldn't be too hard, right? <laughs> They're all C. That's good. See, yeah. Lorian's going to know them all. Okay, good. <laughs> that whole thing about relying on each other. She, is, yeah, she can make right. me look smart. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we've only got five questions. So okay. Um, question number one: Which of the following common wild plants can be foraged as an edible? A. Queen Anne's lace. B. Dandelion. C. Ragweed. Or D. Purslane. Uh, I, we're gonna go with uh, dandelion. Dandelion. B? <gasps> Does that Who's mean it's revealing right? the answer? Does that mean it's I right? Am, this is actually a trick question. It was Tunta's idea. Oh, you, you can eat them all, can't you? <laughs> you can eat them all. Oh, That's correct. Oh my god. <laughs> I know, he's so mean. What? What? Yeah. So I wasn't it. wrong. I was just also not all the way right. Yeah. yeah. I thought that right uh, Man, I thought that uh, uh, bowling pin meant, meant I was correct. <laughs> we are we are getting some live boosts for the show, by the way. Oh, and uh, uh, I should mention I didn't f- f- rearrange the uh, wallet with you beforehand. So um, yeah, I'm, don't worry about that. I'm saving these in a uh, guest placeholder wallet, so they'll they'll all be okay. there, and I can get them to you after the show. I always right, cover so- my ass one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well that's good one hand or two right kind of like never literally but always figuratively so the the purpose of this question is to point out that there's actually food all around us all the time you know everybody like you see these like panicking posts on social media all the time like oh my god do you hear what they're doing to our food chain oh my god they've burnt down another food processing plant in the so yeah it's true it's scary uh but a lot of that stuff is making your hot pockets and stuff like that, which you don't necessarily need, but there's, there's food everywhere. Ragweed was originally one of like the, the state crop staple crops of native Americans before they started growing maize, native Americans grew ragweed to eat. Wow. I did not yeah. know that. Uh, Queen Anne's lace. Uh, if you've ever heard of just wild carrots, you know, the yep. you, like every ditch that you're driving by in this country, it seems like, you know, those little white flowers underneath that. That's wild carrot, actually. Wow. Yeah, the Queen Anne lace one, it like got me because I was the like, name. I'm pretty sure you can eat those. But then when dandelion yeah. came up, I was like, well, I know for a fact you can eat those because I've eaten those before. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm all in on the dandelion. Yeah, he got you with the dandelion. He got me so good. Um, but I did want to mention poison hemlock when we're talking about um, Queen Anne's lace. Poison hemlock looks almost exactly like Queen Anne's lace. So if you're forging for Queen Anne's lace, you have to be careful that it is, in fact, Queen Anne's lace and not poison hemlock. Because poison hemlock is poisonous. <laughs> this whole thing is very, very spooky. Yeah. Uh, and then we also wanted to mention that there's a website called... Uh, Sorry, I don't know if this goes against the anti-plug. No, you can, you, can, you can say the name of a website. We'll even put All it right. in the show notes. Do, 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 uh, do, do. <laughs> fallingfruit.org. It uses the Google Maps API and people, it's all open source. So you can just go there and you can find where people found mulberry trees. And uh, I mean, there's just fruit and stuff in all these public places all over the, the place and public nice. parks and stuff. It's like... Uh... 
it's like the wholesome version of dumpster diving. Mm. In, no, na- yeah. in nature's dumpster. Yeah. Yes. But I'm sure, you know, everybody. Yeah. That's such a shitty analogy, but like I've been a. <laughs> no, it's perfect. I've been a <laughs> fucking city degen for so long that uh, <laughs> that's what my mind goes to. A oh, place right. where you can get food sounds an awful lot like a dumpster, man. Bully Steed <laughs> like, no, says that tree. Queen Anne's lace is a natural birth control plant. Oh. What? So Lorian stay far away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no wild carrot for you. <laughs> I was going to ask, do you guys have a favorite like field guide or a book about um, foraging? I, I don't know. I got you that foraging book for Christmas. Me? I don't know if you've even uh, cracked it open, Uh-oh. though. I, I have a foraging book? Yes, what? I got it for you for Christmas. Do you remember? <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> yes, it was a Christmas gift, and now it's April. That's an amazing story, man. That's, That's cool as fuck. <laughs> so, um, you're supposed to say. I don't know. What you, do you darling. think of that book? Thank you, darling. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't wait to. I've been waiting for the weather to warm up a little bit. There you go. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I can break out that forging book. <laughs> yes, there we go. <laughs> smooth <laughs> i like it uh, you want to keep going with yeah these are we ready for question number two i'm so ready <laughs> yep. now i'm ready for tricks and, and <laughs> tribulations are you gonna read this one no okay all right i'm, <laughs> I, I'm gonna read all the questions all right you question know, number you two you know i can't read what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> what is the highest mileage ever recorded on a car number one a 300 and 80,000 miles, B, 575,000 miles, C, 1 million miles, or D, 3 million miles? Ooh. Well, I know it's not A because I've I've beaten that. Oh. Uh, Congratulations for beating that. Thank you. Yeah. It's not all I've beaten, let me tell you. <laughs> but have you beaten it for over three hundred thousand miles? I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking. Was one million C? I'm C thinking, is yeah, one million. That's what that's, I want. That's kind of what I'm leaning towards. Is C? C is like when in doubt. When in doubt, you go with C, right? I kind of like the million. Now, when you say car, do you oh. mean like a? Yeah, like this, a, this isn't a trick. We set you up with the first one. No more trick questions. Okay, so okay. it's just like a, a vehicle, <laughs> like a. Yeah, yes, just, just a car. Okay. Yeah. When I say car, the thing that you think of is that's what we mean. Not, okay. Not a lunar rover. <laughs> uh, I like the million. What do you feel like? Yeah. Let's go with C. Is that your final answer? Final answer. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm supposed to say the answer. The correct answer is D, three million Holy mackerel. miles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some some dude with a Volvo from nineteen ninety or nineteen sixty six allegedly got three million miles. Three million miles. Yeah. Holy but Jesus. Yeah. In, in the same study, there it's a little bit worrying that their Tesla had a lifespan of one hundred thirty three thousand miles, Uh-oh. and then the Nissan Leaf was at ninety eight thousand miles. So, uh, yeah, and we we wanted to do this question because we had. A little bit of a trouble with our Honda that we thought we were doing the right thing. You know, going back to freedom, personal responsibility, all that, and how things always turn out better. Taking yep. care of yourself. Uh, yeah, we've been taking our Honda Odyssey to 
the dealership for dealership service and going by the maintenance schedule, spark plugs, all the, the tune up stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like our engine started failing it. What did we even hit 80,000 miles? No, 75. Yeah. 75,000 oh. miles. Ooh. And, uh, you know, I didn't have that sort of experience. I've done mechanical work, but never on cars. Yeah. But, you know, once I got in there and started figuring out, you know, I had the coils were bad. The spark plugs were fouled up and they looked, I mean, they just looked awful. So a Honda with 75,000 miles on it was about ready to be sent to the junkyard because the dealership never did the maintenance that we paid for. And, and didn't you even have like a couple times where they had to like keep it overnight because they said that they oh, could Oh yeah, they were yeah. the worst. They were the worst yeah. about getting it back to me. <laughs> Dirty they were so expensive. dog dealers, man. I'm telling yeah. you. What. Yeah. So that that's changed my opinion on all that. Like learning how to work on your own cars. Totally. It's it, that's another thing that you know as this world around us is falling apart. You start working on your own car. Uh, not only does it give you the opportunity to extend the lifespan of the car that you have, you may not want the next thing that comes out onto the market. You mm-hmm. may want to see what else is out there. Oh, yeah. and before we move to another question, this is probably a good time. I wanted to ask you. Uh, did you guys get your Subaru Ascent? We did. We did. Yep. Oh yeah. Yes. And is the like engine it? failing? Sorry. It is not. <laughs> no. It is not yet. <laughs> no, not the yet. Yeah. I have like yeah. three thousand miles on it, so it's okay right now. <laughs> For now, yeah. It's okay so far. How it's okay is it? so far? Once the uh, uh, once like the driver eyeball assist view technology goes out, though, like uh, I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. <laughs> Like too many computers. Um, I love it uh, for certain things, and I hate it for other things. Um, I like the room and like how how many people can fit in, and the technology I like about it is like uh, things like surround cams and overhead cams. So like when I'm parking, I can see all the way around me and line it up right, and I'm never like over the line, and I'm never gonna back over anybody. Like I always have eyes around, yeah. like all the way around me in a circle at all times. Yeah, and that's a big vehicle, so you want to make sure and it's all yeah. wheel drive. So even a big American guy, you're probably going to be able to drive over in that thing. Yeah. <laughs> so you, good thing you can see him coming. That's right. So I can make sure it's my enemy and not my friend when I drive him over. <laughs> um but I hate like it's a very nanny vehicle. Uh, oh, in, really? in fact, yeah. like, uh, on the dash, there's like an infrared camera that watches your fucking eyeballs. And really? even no if, way. even if you're looking in like the, the left and right mirrors for too long, it'll be like eyes on around. So I've put some painter's tape over that, took yeah. care of oh, that yeah, shit right away. That's what I was going to say. That's what I would do. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed and, to, they, uh, sell it for like driver recognition too. So if I get in the car, then it changes the seat to fit where I want it. And yeah. All of my oh, settings no. are saved. Yeah. But yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> that is horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So we put that painter safe on. Yeah. Solve yeah. that problem. And yeah, Clatu makes a point. Like uh, it's it's kind of the smallest possible third row uh, vehicle you can get. <laughs> it's not like a it's not like a tank, but it also is probably the biggest thing I can fit in my garage too. Because <laughs> if I had like a full, <laughs> yeah, if I had a full size like. Uh, one of them GMC true soccer mom monsters. I don't think I could actually fit that in my garage. Another irritating nanny feature about it is 
anytime you park and you're getting out of the car, it always says on the dashboard, remember to look in the back seat. No way. I always think there's like, like, like going to be a voice. A I voice comes over. No, and it's just, it's just like a pop up message. Okay. Yeah. It yeah. like dings and says that in the dash. I always think there's going to be like a fucking magical treat or surprise yeah, for me. Surprise. Like they, like the car like left something for me. They're like, ooh. Or an evil Don't, elf. Remember, check your back seat. I'm like, ooh, what could they have for me back there? Same old oh, kids. Just my dumbass kids. Hey, get out of there. Come on, get out of there. We've been parked for like seven seconds. Let's go. Oh, so the vehicle's telling you to make sure you don't leave your kid in the car? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah because we all need that to, to not forget our kids. I always figured that those people who leave their kids in the car did it on purpose. Yeah, I get that feeling. And a lot. also, like, uh, probably can't read the message that pops up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or those Klingon stickers at the Walmart that say, remember to check your car for children. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, Kling, like, yeah. stuck. I was trying to figure out <laughs> oh, what yeah. Worf had to do with any of this <laughs> Star Trek shit. <laughs> Hang on now. Hang on. <laughs> Excuse me. There are children still inside your vehicle. <laughs> Please remove your child. I know. I put him there. I put him there. <laughs> Tuta, did you want to mention rockauto.com? Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, rockauto.com I found is a website that, like, when you go to a mechanic shop, chances are they're going to turn around and whatever they need to order for your car, they're going to go to rockauto.com. So, yeah, AutoZone and all those places uh, are good if you just want to go pick up the thing today, if you need it now. But when you're doing, if you take over maintenance of your vehicle, you can go to rockauto.com, and it is old school. It is an old school website that just works. You don't have to, you know, provide any special licenses or anything to use it. And even just, like, looking at your car in there and, and seeing all the different parts that they have available kind of gives you an idea of how you could maintain your vehicle and what it would cost to rebuild the engine or, you know, how feasible those things would be. And they even have like car manuals for manuals that are out of print for older vehicles. You know, they've got this network of vendors that they've had for so long. They may have like a warehouse or two that still has that manual from 1994 for your old Chevy G20 van, for instance. Interesting. Nice. So just cut out the middleman is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Yep. Just cut them right out. Go from. Cut them. To. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I like it. this. I like this level up uh, advice. Yes. Um, are we ready for question number three? Mm-hmm. Yes. Trivia question number three. If a chicken cannot free range, how much money in feed do you think it would need for a year? Hmm. A is $30, B, $15, C, $40, or D, $20. That is enough feed to feed one chicken for one year. One chicken. One chicken for one year. I'm thinking, because mine do not free range, and I probably do like uh, 25 bucks a month, maybe? Across all your your whole flock for all right. eight, yeah. so they're spoiled too. <laughs> I, let's go with tw- I'm gonna go with twenty. Twenty, I like that number. I'm gonna go with twenty. Okay, twenty dollars to feed one chicken for one year. 
The correct answer is thirty dollars. Oh, so close. Well, and that's I and, mean, and I mean, you guys may be Biden right. Inflation, sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, we just got that number based off of what we um, googled. Uh, chicken will eat. She just you know. used the G word. What? I said the G word. You're not supposed to say that word. Go 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 go. That's all right. I'm, I'm all fucking. Right. I'm on. Uh, that's my ISP. And we pay twenty dollars for fifty anybody. pounds. Twenty yeah. twenty dollars for fifty pounds. Yeah, that's yes, yes. Yep. That sounds about right. Yeah, uh, we just wanted to to point out really with this question how cheap it actually is to keep these little birdies fed. So totally, like, any, anybody that's out, like you guys live in the suburbs, uh, you don't have your birds free ranging or anything. We live but, we live in the urban core, dog. Okay, all right, yeah, well, yeah. urban core. You guys live in the core. Mm. We're hardcore so, in the urban core here. <laughs> we represent the swoop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you still, it's not that expensive just to feed the birds. And That's birds, true. Are, they've got their iron stomachs. I mean, yep. they are they have evolved to eat rocks. They need to eat rocks. They crave rocks. Correct. <laughs> so you can feed them a lot of the stuff from your kitchen that you can't eat. You're never going to eat. Yeah. Food that looks a little suspect, your apple cores, things, things that of that nature. fucking awful. Yeah. Birds so, don't give a damn. <laughs> Nope, not at all. Yeah, it it's actually kind of crazy how much they've already paid for themselves. Yeah, because so we're gonna, eggs are sorry. eggs are insane right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> we're gonna the next one is a follow up, so we're gonna move to that one. Okay. Yeah. Paste. Okay. So question number four: On average, how many eggs does a Rhode Island red chicken lay per year? Is it a one hundred and fifty, b two hundred? C, 300, or D, 400 eggs per year? Uh, I'm going to go with C, 300. Mm. I concur. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Ding, ding, ding. That is your first <laughs> <Yeah>. correct <laughs> answer. We got one. Oh, yeah. I know about Rhode Reds, baby. <laughs> ding it all day. Do you guys have Rhode Island Red chickens? Uh, we, we have two production Reds. So, sort of. They're like a... They're like a it's Rhode Island Red crossed with something, right? Yes. Crossed with a something. <laughs> crossed with production. Hell, I don't production. know. Live under my deck, man. <laughs> Straight off the conveyor belt. <laughs> <laughs> They're all rusty looking, making egg every damn day, just about. Yeah. yeah. You, you, yeah. Uh, did you say production eggs as if you've got some reds that you are raising for meat? No. Uh, production red is just like a specific crossbreed of the oh. Rhode Island oh. Red. Okay. It's like a. Um, I can look I it. I, can, I should just look it up because I have the power of the internet on my fingertips. <laughs> Production red chickens were developed. Oh, yeah. 300 plus. Uh, what is it? Uh, production reds are Rhode Island red industrial production strain. They're a strain. Oh, shit. You got those GMO Man. chickens. Yeah, they're like Rhode Island reds on steroids. Yeah, you got those Cargill chickens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you, if you lift up their tail feather, is there a Cargill brand on their ass? It's uh, right, right above the egg shoot. It's actually stamped on all the shells. <laughs> oh. It says, brought to you by Cargill. Nice. And you have to say, thank you, Cargill, three times, or the egg will uh, self-destruct. That, that's how you get salmonella. <laughs> that's how you deactivate the salmonella. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Colors. Production reds are, of course, red. Thank you, website. Mm. Purepoultry.com is really uh, giving it to us right there. 
So for anybody that's listening and is like trying to work out the math in their head, uh, from the, the previous question to this one, the price per dozen from having your own chicken versus buying them for yourself, it's about a dollar twenty a dozen and I mean what is it like four or five bucks even for like the cheap Yep. Like the actual Cargill, like factory farm, right. the one where like they the just, ones where they take them and they bleach the shit out uh, of them, and they scrub yeah, all of the sh- fucking uh, bloom vac- off, and yeah, they just fucking vacuum the eggs right out their asses. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. The shells are so thin. <laughs> I on we yeah. store bought oh, yeah. eggs. We went on a road trip, right, and uh, we were staying at Airbnb for a weekend, and I like grabbed eggs because I was gonna make breakfast on Saturday morning, and I went to smash my first egg, and I just fucking obliterated it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a little paper mache piece of shit egg. I was like, oh, yeah. fuck, I forgot. Like, uh, store-bought eggs are like paper thin. I was like, yeah. I like Hulk from, smashed the first egg, and it was just all yeah, in they're pieces. Holo- like, they're Holocaust eggs. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> malnutritioned, like crippled little chickens. Yeah. It's so sad. It is. Yeah, Holocaust those. eggs. That's, a, that's actually a good term for that. <laughs> it's, yeah. a, it's, a bit, it's a bit fucked. <laughs> yeah, those videos where you just see the chickens all trapped in a warehouse with like no windows and there's dead ones and some sitting on top of each other it's so gross yeah yeah shitting yeah. on each other yeah I, I think billy bones said once that the thing you have to know about any birds keeping ducks or chickens is that they'll eat what's in front of them and they'll shit on what's behind them <laughs> that's yeah yeah that's pretty solid that sounds <laughs> yeah, like so, some billy bones wisdom actually. yeah so it's pretty fucked up if you've if these chickens are raised in an environment where there's another chicken in front of them and another chicken behind them, because they're eating chicken and shitting on the chicken behind them. Wow. Like some big chicken centipede, and then we're eating at the eggs that come out the end of it all. That's a Jeez. dumb place to keep bowls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, and before we move on, uh, Bully Steve in the chat says that the American breast is a really good meat chicken. Oh. And I wanted to, so you guys don't have meat chickens, is that right? We do not. Currently, okay. but uh, we are going to knock these off once they're, you know, production, yeah. production wanes, but we're probably going to just, soup. yeah, put them in a soup. We're not going to like, yeah, because I don't think that the meat is very good if you let them, you know, live to old age. Yeah. 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 When they're a couple of years older, older than, uh, it's not the most delectable bit stringy and, uh, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Get some if good you, chicken noodle soup, out if you them boil, berries, though. yeah, if you boil the absolute shit out of it and who knows anyway. Right. Right. Yeah, and even the chicken stock is really good too. Yeah, like yes. If you yep. wanted to make, yeah. couldn't you make some medicines or something out of that? Oh yeah. A little chicken elixir. I need a fucking. Yeah. I need a chicken, <laughs> chicken drop elixir. on here, like a baga. Yeah. Baga. Oh, I need to cut the Afro man baga. That's what I need. <laughs> do your chickens actually baga like that? Uh, what do they do? They fucking sing every day. Actually, my hens annoy the shit out of me on a con- <laughs> oh on a regular gosh. basis. <laughs> Uh, to be honest, but I hate my chickens. I just wonder if <laughs> I basically go out there, I beat them every day, grab the eggs, beat them again. And they're still healthier than the store bot. That's a crazy thing. <laughs> they don't like, they don't hate me. I just hate them. It's just like a one way relationship. Eh? I'm trying to think of the sounds they make. It's pretty much just it's like, like for like an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> or when they do it, like when they lay an egg, they'll do like, I'm proud of myself egg song. And it's like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you think that they're doing it because they're proud? I don't know. That's just like what I'm anthropomorphizing onto them. Whatever the fuck that word is. I went to English well, class in well, public we, school, so you have to forgive me. 
<laughs> well, we've heard that theory, and we've also seen it said uh, that seen it said that is not right either. Seen him say that one day. Or day. <laughs> <laughs> we've heard it said that uh, they do that to actually dissuade predators, like the the draw tr- attention away from where they just laid the egg. Ah, that makes sense. Because yeah, they go over under the deck in some other spot, and they start bagacking their faces off, and I'm like. Stomp on the deck, know. like, would you shut the fuck? I know you got it. It's all right. Just fine. It's fine. Just shut up. Just shut up. But it, it still seems to me like it's not like they make a bunch of noise laying the egg. So why don't you just stay incognito? Because chickens are dumb as fuck. They are dumb as fuck. <laughs> They're one they of the sure are. dumbest creatures I've ever encountered, actually. You can't reason with a chicken. No. No. <laughs> it's actually, it makes you dumber even trying. Because <laughs> I've tried it. In fact, sometimes I still try it. Because you know I'm no fucking Einstein myself. But holy shit, man! Yeah, you try to talk sense into a chicken. Next thing you know, well, <laughs> it's like when anytime I'm laying down bedding, man, I just fucking they they go in there, they kick it around because they're looking for food, and then they kick it all out of the fucking nesting boxes and and, and out of the coop. And I'm like, you bitches! Oh, yeah. Do you really no. want to sit around in your own shit? Like, I put this nice straw in there for you. It's so nice. Yeah. It's so mm. pretty. I never. I ha- want that shit. I've never put food in here. Ever. Never happened. Never gonna happen. It never has happened. They're still like, well, maybe there's something good at the bottom of this pile of straw. <laughs> uh, what's that method that you use, Mousy? Oh, the deep litter method. Deep litter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that so you, sounds you wanna... deep. <laughs> it is very deep. <laughs> um, so you want to know how many times I've changed out my litter? I do want to know, because this is a pain point for me. <laughs> Zero. What? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? You're trying yeah, to fuck with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're almost... Not quite to a year yet. Oh, my uh, And God. I have changed out my litter zero times. I'm not talking about the nesting boxes. Yeah. Because those that's different. You know, you want to keep that fresh so your eggs are fresh. That's right. You, uh, you know what your problem is, Spencer? You're not going deep enough. That's right. Get I, that's I, right. I need the secret of your depth. <laughs> <laughs> so you want it um, at least six inches deep. I think they like. Oh, I can uh, do that. I can, I can get six inches deep. <laughs> Eight to twelve is ideal. Well, I mean, I'm not a miracle worker, okay? <laughs> I mean, it would be fucking nice, I know, but okay, I can I can pull the six off. You need to just go to Tractor Supply, Real King, wherever you go, and uh, you know, get some help. <laughs> is that right? Is that all it takes, man? I've been doing this wrong so fucking long. Excuse me, sir. I need to get eight to twelve inches. Listen, I've been. <laughs> I've been working six inches deep for as long as I can remember. I need to get just a couple inches deeper. Okay, so but, can you help uh, me, sir? Eight to twelve inches is is the depth that you need. Yeah, yeah, eight to twelve inches of wow. um, the bedding. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it just kind of composts down over the year, and you just need to change it like once, maybe twice a year. Okay. Scoop it all out. And what? All, and what's the medium? In, what is the like? Oh, we use pine shavings. Okay, yeah, okay. I have mm-hmm. I have done that. I just didn't do it deep enough. Yeah. Classic yeah. me. Mm. Yeah, just throw as much in as you can fit. 
Okay. Well, I, I, I do I notice guess. that they have a harder time kicking that out of the uh, box. Yeah. Yeah, and it I it always lasts longer when I do that. But I haven't I've never done like a uh, I never put my full six inches in. Yeah, it, and it helps them with uh, heat in the winter too. Yes, it does. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. It helps them stay warmer in the winter. No, that's too little, too late. But <laughs> okay. And did you guys add any heat into your coop during the winter when it got real cold or anything? Only thing I did was uh, I've got a a plate that activates at like 37 or 36 degrees that I keep the watering dish on, but I didn't mm-hmm. heat the coop itself at all. That's what we did, right? Yeah, yeah, we didn't heat Just the coop. We do have water. the heated waterer that we got like midwinter. Yeah. At first I was just like switching them out every day, like I'd just grab the frozen one, bring it in and put a yeah. a, a wet one out. Like Yeah. At the beginning of the day when they crawl out of there, you know? Yeah. But, uh... So, yeah, I mean, if you have, you know, eight inches of insulation underneath them, that that helps. But chickens are amazing because they're, as dumb as they are, they can really fucking survive. Like, we didn't... That's true. I couldn't believe that as cold as it got, Uh, they came out okay. We didn't lose a chicken to the cold. I've actually read that uh, the heat will be a bigger threat than the cold will to the birds. Yeah. Which makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, it's all it about like uh, condensation and yeah. disease. It's like the heart rate kind of gets a little bit crazy when it's hot, but when it's cold, it's like they just they just stand around. They're like uh, fucking dinosaurs with feathers, basically. Oh, you yeah. mean, you mean uh, the heat like like hot hot? Yeah, not, when it's not, yeah. not yeah, warming. Like the summertime yeah. is worse than the than the wintertime. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know how you tell your cold weather chickens from your hot weather chickens is by the comb. Because that's the, the radiator of the chicken. The comb on the dome. That's right. <laughs> that makes sense. So the, yeah, so the, the big comb chickens, those are uh, those are hot weather, right? It might, I don't have it backwards, right, Mousy? No, that right. sounds yeah. right. Yeah. You yeah. got more comb, you can uh, Radiate more. dissipate more yeah. b- warm blood into the air and cool off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense to me. <laughs> that checks out. So, are we ready for our last trivia question? Oh, hell yeah. There's yep. only one more? Yes, we've only got one left. God, this mm. is such a great game. I can't believe you guys. <laughs> we do have other things that we want to talk about, but that's this is our last trivia question. You guys said you were bringing your A game, but I had, like, no idea. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, they were bringing uh, A game. <laughs> they, yeah, we brought a game. Yeah. Literally <laughs> brought a game. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay, last question. Acre for acre, which type of crop can feed more people? Is it A, tubers, B, grains, or C, legumes? Oh, my uh, gut. Oh, thank you, thank you. My gut is legumes. That's a, yep, C. What is a legume? A legume is like a bean and or peanut, is if I understand <laughs> it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good, good answer. Um, but the correct answer to the question is A, tubers. Oh, tubers. Oh, tubers. <laughs> Fucking oh. Irish got me again. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, A blight on your fucking tubers there. I, I think it's important to, to note how many civilizations have emerged across the entire planet that are a tuber-based civilization. Everybody, like, you get taught in school, oh... 
and Egypt in, in the Fertile Crescent. Uh, they have these rivers and they started uh, developing grains of some kind, like a wheat or, mm-hmm. or barley or something like that. And so when people imagine that, it, oh God, you know, how am I going to homestead? How am I going to farm what I need? Well, you don't actually have to have cereal grains. You can do tubers. Tubers store better. They grow like crazy. You, if you have a potato today, that can start all of your potatoes for next year. Your potato can be a potato start. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And and whole civilizations can prop themselves up. But now are, are beets in the tuber tuber realm too? No, no. Or is beets that something else? are a root crop. It's okay. like a carrot or, or a turnip. Parsnip. Or something. Yes, yeah, okay. turnip. Yeah. The freaking so. tubers, huh? <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Don't sleep on potatoes, bro. Like PewDiePie. <laughs> He was a, I think he was. Oh, he's he a was tuber. a tuber. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the Egyptians and Irish and, and PewDiePie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know the Irish famine. The story. I, I'm getting into behind the schemes territory here. Shout. I'm into it. Lavish. I'm into it. Uh, you know the whole Irish famine was a fucking joke. That was. They had butter. They had other crops. They had a potato famine. But it's not like the Irish just fucking love potatoes. But the British had raised rent and taxes so high on them that it wasn't sustainable. So the first time that they had a bad year for potatoes, they had, you know, a stretch of years where they weren't getting potatoes. They fucking starved. There's accounts of bodies rotting and decaying in the ditches of Ireland while butter and all these other crops and animal meats were being shipped off. To Britain, because they still had to pay their rent and their taxes, so they had to sell the the shit. Cons. The yeah, and then they were starving because they couldn't. They didn't have enough sustenance. And the same thing happened in India twice. So the the takeaway here is that grains are great if you want to build a civilization, but the the catch on that is that it actually also leads to slavery, because as soon as you have a hierarchy that emerges, as soon as you start building temples and shit. That, that's how it works, because in Egypt and all these other places, yeah, you've got grains, but somebody has to distribute the grains. They don't store well. Somebody has to distribute those. That's how you end up with a ruling class of some kind, and that's fine as long as they are, you know, taking care of shit. But you end up in a place pretty quick where if you're that dependent on them and you don't have your fucking tubers anymore, you are just a slave. So what you're saying is they've been blaming Whitey this whole time, but it really goes back to the crown. Yes. I should have known. I should have known. Yeah, we're not the right kind of white, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're telling me, man. Uh, (laughs) Let me catch up on some of these pins that are getting slapped down because there's a lot coming in, Uh, including uh, Boosty Steed, Bully Steed, Bully Steed, uh, a.k.a. She was coming in first. 57 minutes ago, she kicked it off with 11,111 sats out of Fountain. And she said, Sir Tunta of the Ditch People, music, bulls with buds. And uh, next up was Harv Hat with 10101 sats out of Curio Caster. Uh, no message, just a slap for the sats. Uh, Bowley Steed came back again with 8888 for a Mousy Bear boost. That one is directed right at you, Mousy. <laughs> uh, I know you felt it when it came in. Uh, I did. Mary Kate Ultra is out there hitting us with a 
13,131 sets out of Fountain. She says, trivia boost. People are loving the trivia. Uh, 17,769 sets. That's like a lewd freedom boost from Booberry out there. Oh, who also comes in clutch with a link to what I believe is uh, a what, uh, what yeah. I requested. Let me see. Hell yeah, there we go. Nice. <laughs> and he says, deeper. <laughs> Blueberry always going deeper. Uh, 7777 from Cotton Gin. He came in from Podverse two minutes ago, boosting that live tag. And then uh, Piranesi came in with one, two, three, four, five just now from Fountain, a mere 57 seconds ago. So thank you, boosters, yeah. so far. Thanks, bowlers. Appreciate that. Oh, man, that's so cool. You guys came with the trivia all worked up and ready to go, man. I love that. Usually, yeah, uh, usually, man, the buds make me do all the work, which I'm happy to do. But we want, we want it's the self-sufficiency, you know? There's it's, all this yes. stuff that it's it's in your mi mind. They, I'm, it, Alex Jones really was right all this time. It, the war is in your mind. The battlefield is for your consciousness in your mind. It's in your mind. I won't take control. Oh, that's good. I want you to be a slave forever. <laughs> I got the documents. I got them on video. Well, it's true. It's, it, yeah, I mean, yeah. So it's like all in our faces. Like I don't know. I don't know what you. You probably have a much more sophisticated idea of all the AI developments and everything than I do. But to me, the AI doesn't work unless it has digital inputs. Yeah. So it mostly works by they're trying to digitize us. They're quantizing humanity. So that it is more easily parsed by what they're calling artificial intelligence, and then they turn around and that's that's what they use to enslave us. They yeah. digitize us, defeat us into the AI, and spit back out the shit that they're going to force feed us. For Weak me, ass bitch ass eggs. For me, it's really roughly like being in the tech sector and like everybody's goo goo gaga over the AI and uh, uh, the LLMs in general, and it's like. Uh, Really what this thing is doing is just, it has a basis uh, of, like you're saying, the digital input. You know, it has access to, like, scripts and movies and TV shows and books and, you know, every every storyline. And so, like, you know, storylines, they all go pretty much the same way, with few exceptions. And so there's a prediction model going on where you ask it something, and then based on that response, you know, like, the things that you say last are weighted the most... And it puts uh, together something that, you know, hits all the criteria and it's just stitching that together out of this vast library that it has. And so you're like, oh, wow, holy shit, it just seems like real. And it's like, well, yeah, it's because it's just pulling real shit out and putting it together for what you asked for. Yeah, but um, the real shit has to come first and it's always lossy. It's always a lossy conversion. Yes, definitely. That is a priori, like before it has happened in real life. So yeah. it doesn't generate the the new reality around us it just is this lossy shitty version of what we once had there was this really great uh mega post that uh i read cold acid had shared it on no agenda social and i thought it was one of the most interesting probably actually the only interesting thing i've read about ai um and the post is titled the waluigi effect and the tldr Ooh. on it is basically like if you have a Luigi as a character, then you also have the superposition, equal opposite Waluigi. 
And uh, the Waluigi isn't necessarily evil Luigi. It's just like opposite traits in every way Luigi, right? And so Luigi can never be Waluigi, but Waluigi could be acting like Luigi until he is Waluigi. But it was kind of going through and deeply talking about the problems with AI and then these like prompt hacks that people are getting the AI to kind of go rogue or switch, you know, whatever. Uh, And it was just saying like, Basically, over a long enough time, all positions collapse into that superposition. Uh, and once you get the Waluigi, you can't ever go back to the Luigi uh, when that happens. And so it's just kind of like the yes. exploits and the shortfalls and the uh, problems with LLMs. Yeah. So, and that's so if, there, if we are being digitized as we interact and, and create this AI, then to me, the solution is to retain our analog qualities as best as we can. And that's really the point of the self-sufficiency is that you retain your analog self because otherwise you're just going to be waiting to have somebody upload some other program into you. Yeah. So you won't even know what's happening. You're sitting somewhere, there's music, country music going on in the background. And the next thing you know, you turn to your wife and you say, I think I will have a Corona. (laughs) <laughs> because you I you've been being programmed <laughs> absolutely programmed hell no not me i'm having this basil hayden straight out of the bottle yeah see they can't get you if you grow your own potatoes you make vodka out of them sons of bitches tell you what Mm-hmm. i love it control the supply they said don't get high on your own supply but that's just propaganda uh so lauren yes Lord, sorry Lauren. yin my bad Oh, good. Uh, Lauren Rose. I think it's Lorene. I think it's Lorene. Oh, Lorian. 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 Yes. Lorian. Lorian. All right. Sorry. (laughs) Obligatory drop. (laughs) Uh, That music at the beginning, was that your music? No, it's not. Okay. Don't you make music? Hasn't some of the music on here been yours? Every once in a while. All right. I've always wanted to ask. I've never heard you talk about it, really. I've just heard something that sounds awesome. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's just something I played around with. So what? Do you, how do you make music? Yeah. What do you do? So I just play with uh, Spencer's machine, actually, that I bought him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that means. Yeah. It's literally it's literally called uh, The Machine. And it just has uh, every instrument you can imagine on there. And you can just tinker around. So yeah. does it sequence for you, like you play a thing and then you work that into a sequence and you just start layering it up? Yes. Well, you can. You can do it that way. There's all sorts of different setups for it. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. Here, Spence is rocking it. I See, I haven't been touching it lately because it's hooked up to the war station and now Spence has got the classes in the war station, so... Womp womp. It- there is so then how do you get from there into the computer how do you get the files in the computer <laughs> it's pretty it's all, there it's, it's all connected it's just like a workstation uh, beat maker thingy my boober i don't know how to explain it beat maker is it proprietary is probably... to the the hardware then like yes. you're not okay all right yeah it's got like all kinds of different stuff on it pre-programmed instruments and uh um, I just like uh, I wish I would use it a little bit more often to do uh, music 
we've done uh I've done a couple of the show mixes. Yeah. With it. And I did the the Trumpy Hog story song with it. And uh Yeah, and I've done some instrumentals like the Lotus Effect. The Lotus I did their Effect intro. intro I did a song when you were on Hog Story. Mm-hmm. I've done, I think, one song for a bowl after bowl intro. But yeah, it's just a matter of playing with it. We gotta play with it more because every time I sit down to it, it's like I'm relearning how, oh, yeah. how it works, you know? Because you get rusty when you're not touching it all the time. Yeah, and it's it's annoying when you do that to yourself because the, the main time sink is always the learning curve. So yeah. <laughs> when you have to revisit the learning curve every time, it's that's kind of a bitch. Yeah, whereas my guitar, you know, I can just pick that up and be good. But it's not hooked in, so it's like, meh. See, I didn't know that about you either. You play guitar? I tinker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I play guitar and piano. Did you take lessons? I did, indeed. See, I always imagine, I don't, you have like this mysterious backstory, and I always imagine <laughs> that you actually are descended from some like really wealthy East Coast money. Like, Oh, that would be nice. You seem a little Vanderbilty to me. Ah, oh, really? That's <laughs> no. You got that subway money. Oh, God. No. Uh, that would be... You've been holding out on me, babe? No. <laughs> no, no. Uh... Nope, I've got nothing to show for it. <laughs> for the East Coast. That's why I'm out here. <laughs> no, nothing left there for me. Now, what about you, Tunta? Because you've been actually cranking out some tunes, like, and I've uh, and they're awesome. I heard the latest one on Behind the Schemes' latest intermission last Monday. Uh, now, you, you said you're working with a, a family member doing this. Is that right? Yeah, um, he's a, a silent partner. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, no, neither of us want too much of a public profile at all. Um, I think him even less than me. So we've had to figure out. Like we're making stuff that I think is pretty pretty good, like pretty listenable, and there's an audience for it. But we don't. We've been taking some time to figure out what that means, like how you even do music, right. like how like making it has never been easier. But what do you do once you have it? Totally. And I think the solution that we've come to uh, is I I think we'll just make an online radio station because like you guys have your stream. Yep. The BTS boys have their schemes, not scheme. Well, they have their <laughs> schemes and their, they have the scheme stream hog story. Like there's all these streams around. And I realized like, that's all I really want is to have a website that sits there and it can play stuff. Yep. And there's nothing else to it. Like, like I love that about your guys' streams is it's not trying to load a whole bunch of other shit, trying to sell you car insurance or right. Anything else, you just go there and you can listen to it at any time. There many a time I've gone to badradio.live and tuned in because I'm a big Rusty Gate fan and I know that chances are real good that I'll be able to hear some Rusty Gate, which you can't really get anywhere else. And that's the idea that I have. So we might put some stuff on the legacy social media yeah. sites just to direct traffic back to there and sure. then whatever it becomes i'm i'm happy with i'm i'm not trying we've got a whole other life that we're doing definitely so i i still have the creative outlet you know how how closely you've been watching this uh music development uh in tandem with the podcasting 2.0 stuff not closely can you tell me? Bring me up to speed, please. I would love to. Uh, in fact, I think Cotton Gen posted in the chat a link to Music Side Project. So that's 
That's Stephen Bell's project. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the guy Nancy that he doesn't like it when I have side projects. He's the guy that does uh, CurioCaster. And so the idea of music side project is these are RSS feeds that are albums. Uh, and Abel Kirby and I did one like two Christmas Eves ago. Oh, where you just some more people because I I know you, the one that stay a while I know that but yep. so that's that, that is is developing. That's right. Yep. And there's another platform called Wave Lake that's actually helping people publish the stuff. Um, Wave Lake is it's it's really cool to see the energy coming from there. There are a few things that are kind of, in my opinion, a little bit short over there. That the, as, as far as feature wise, and as far as uh, um, uh, the the full sovereignty aspect of it, you know, like guys like you and me want to self host our shit and own it totally, right? Yes. We don't want to go to somebody else's server and upload it there and then be beholden to like whatever they decide to implement. Um, so it's. There's part of me that's been frustrated, but also excited. It's like a, a little bit of a mixed bag. Um, but uh, Stephen B has been working on this version, and I think many other apps will come along. Um, I've been dreaming about one myself. Wh- whether that will come to fruition or not, time will tell. But um, essentially, the idea is just the same as like do what podcasting 2.0 has been doing, only bring it to music. And it like couldn't even be simpler explained than just that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I want to do that. And then I, but I, I can't get away from the radio station idea. No, totally. I I think the radio station idea is kick ass. And, um, I'm I'm, the first thing that I'm going to do before trying to pretend like I'm going to fuck around with all the other music apps is uh, a rebuild of bowl after bowl. And I want to be able to have people boost the show from there, but I also want to be able to have people boost the live stream and that means pulling up because what we have when uh, other shows aren't playing is we have old bulls with buds episodes run and so i'd love to resurface the old bulls with buds value tag so if somebody's listening live to our stream to an old bulls with buds they can still boost it live and those old tags will still work and the guest that was on back then will still get the sets uh i would love to implement that with music so like if if you guys uh, send us over some music, I have a live tag associated with that, and you guys get a split. Uh, I yeah, and then it becomes its own radio station network. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So so I will have my radio station, and, and maybe there's some things that you're comfortable being in the rotation on the playlist. That maybe it's a little more edgy, maybe it's less edgy, or however it works. I like uh, and, uh, and edgy versa. content. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Uh, see, but I also like I've done uh, some satirical commercials for Nick the Rat, and I, I, if I just did another one, I think last night. Nice. I had this idea of you know like there's male pattern boldness, but then there's all these myths around elves, and like elves come out in the middle of the night and they steal your socks or they make shoes and stuff. So I thought, what if instead of it just being like a genetic male pattern boldness thing, what if elves come out in the middle of the night and pull your hair out? So if that's the case, then you need an elf trap. And I made a commercial based around uh, an elf trap. <laughs> and that's the high quality content that you can expect to hear tuning into my radio station. I love it. <laughs> I would, t- uh, 10 out of 10 would tune in again. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. No, that's uh, definitely something that's been very pressing for me on my radar. And right now, like with Wave Lake, 
since I independently published my album, uh, there's no way to get into their platform. It's kind of like a walled garden. Like you'd have, I would have to go up and upload the stuff again to them, and then it would be a separate uh, feed, a duplicate feed, which I'm not really down with. Uh, it doesn't it just doesn't make any sense right. to do that? Um, and then there's the thing of like transcripts. We uh, Abel Kirby wrote out SRT files for every song that have the lyrics time coded. So if you play it in like Podcast Attic, for example, surfaces those transcripts. So if you have the transcripts turned on, you're getting live lyrics as you listen to the song, and they're like up on the screen. So all of these kind of features, they're all they're already available and ready. Uh, same with splits. They don't have a way to do splits right now. It's just like you claim the track and then all of the boosts go to one person who claims the track. So um, th- that's why I'm excited about Music Side Project and I'm excited also with the future of some other apps that are going to definitely come online over the long term. It's one of those things that is just like I've had to like pull myself back and just chill my ass out about it because uh, wanting it more hasn't done really anything to, f- to further the cause and uh i've only been talking about it for like you know two, two years now two plus years and uh yeah like it, it can drain your fucking soul and your passion if, if like you just are beating yourself up over like what doesn't exist yet instead of just like chipping away at what you can when you can which is what i'm trying to like yeah yeah that's what i've sure. been trying to roll into well let me just check and see if the bull after bull website's been updated yet changed like you've been no, it's it's no. still a piece of shit. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, so, sorry. Well, I mean, I've I've been making music like my entire life, and I'm just now getting to the point where I have anything that I can actually even share with anybody in any kind of form. Yeah, and it sounds the way that I wanted. That's what's up, man. Uh, hitting the stride, and like, I'm I'm learning a lot more behind the scenes. I just don't like, have code to show for it right now, but it's caused me to talk about it less, which is a good first step. And then, uh, once you shut the fuck up about it and stop like talking it about it and wanting it, you that's, have like more time to actually like work on it. And you're not like, I was just, that's in, the cotton gin thought loop. I've been cotton in my, gin's uh, been talking about thought loops for like a yeah, year, I think at least you're totally right. We've, uh, we've talked about it together a lot too. Cause this has been like a recurring problem. And, um, you know, like all of this fucking stupid guilt that we lay on ourselves for what we haven't done, like keeps us from actually doing anything. And then like, it's like a vicious cycle, you know, it's like the fucking uh, nutty professor, you know, he eats cause he's sad and he's sad so that he eats. Yeah. He's sad yeah, that he's sad that he eats so much and then he eats about it cause he's sad and then he gets all fat. Yeah. It's real easy. I don't want to be a fat guy. Start... That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're cute with a little tummy. I'll be fat with a pH, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Just please don't lose that butt. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's real easy to get caught in the negative self-talk. Yeah. And, now it, and there's more, it's easier to do it now than it has ever been before because there's more shit. Everything has a fucking learning curve. Yep. So every time you're like, well, I can't have chickens. Well, there probably is a way that you could. Totally. That That's, you know, like all of our trivia questions were based around that. Well, I probably couldn't work on my car. I bet you could. Yeah. I bet you could rebuild the engine. Yep. But you got to get out of the thought loop, which is actually a form of negative self-talk. Yeah. And it's and if for no other reason, it's negative because it's fucking holding you well, down. It's, it's another chain, man. You've also got to be ready and willing and 
able to fuck it up and go through some pain first and it's going to be all yeah. right. You know, right. like you're yeah. going to drop your tools. You're going to like smash your thumb. You're going to fuck something up and have to do it five times the first time to get it right. Yeah. But yeah. then it becomes easier the second time and then it becomes really easy the third time. And all of a sudden now you know how to do something and you're calling somebody else an idiot for like never trying it. But yeah, <laughs> but that first time is absolutely a big fucking pain in the ass. And that's what p- most people can't get past. It's just like, oh, it's just so difficult. And it's like, yeah, OK, it's 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 difficult till it's not like if you just like shut the fuck up and go in there and do the difficult shit, then it won't be difficult anymore. You get over that hump and it's no longer difficult. And it's, it's like you look back and you're like, oh, that wasn't actually that bad. It really wasn't. Yeah. In the moment. Yeah, it fucking sucks. But you just get through that you just trudge through that moment and you're on the other side of it you know how everything is micro now like there's microaggressions there's yeah. microtransactions well how about micro skills because that's the the thing that trips everybody up like can i rebuild my engine well i don't have the skill to like i don't know what the difference between metric and standard is really right like i don't really know what the difference is between like these different bolt types. I don't know what an ignition coil is. I don't know all these micro skills. And the only way that you're ever going to start picking them up is if you just start taking these things on. And that doesn't mean you have to do everything. You can't beat yourself up for it. Like, like you're saying, like, yeah, okay. So you got to update the website, but look at all the other shit that you've done. You've been extreme. You've been insanely productive and you just always will be. And all the while, because you're working towards these things, you're picking up all these micro skills that are going to accumulate and work better. And then you've also placed yourself in a community with other people who have all these other skills. And at the end of the day, you're going to have cool people like Fletcher and Cotton Gin around that are going to pitch in and help you see things through. It's nice to like uh, you mentioned some of the most important people to me in this little community, like, uh, uh, these people can also be a nice, like sounding board of, you know, like they're in the loop and they understand. So like, yeah, instead of being frustrated, uh, to like everybody every week about it. And it's like, it becomes a broken record and I'm like bitching about something yet again. Uh, I could just text one of my boys and be like, Oh fuck. Like, look at this. Doesn't that suck? And then it's like, I don't have to, I don't have to amplify that. You know, I think that there's a couple of traps we get into as regular podcasters. And one of them is like accidentally amplifying the bad or the negative just because, which, you know, I'm like, I'm not hiding shit or being fake about it. I'm just trying to be a stronger man about it. And there's also this whole thing of like the weekly cycle where if I sit down, I do a show and then like the website comes up and it's on my mind. And then I sit down the very next week and like, I haven't done, I haven't written a line about the website. I haven't done anything to the website the next week. There's this tendency to like pile on and like exponentially grow the guilt, you know, when none of that's necessary. Do so it. it's just grow sort of that, like the guilt that, uh, you're worthless. <laughs> you cannot build a better website. I suck. I'm a bad boy. <laughs> The guilt must grow. No, no. Forever a good boy. I am a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I just don't talk about my projects. <laughs> I, just get, I just get shit done. Like, just get shit done. I don't do anything. Yeah. 
No, that's a, it's the she's saying the exact opposite. She's saying she does everything. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Everything but bitch about what she doesn't do, which is, see, that's like, uh, I, I, I'm <laughs> but, trying to learn from her. But hey, the negative self-talk still exists. I just hold it inside of me, you just, know? Like, there are things I want to have Shoving it deeper done. and deeper inside. So deep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like a healthy person does, you know? She bottles it up. Bottling it up, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I do think that that, I've been saying for years, you do have to bottle some of that stuff deep inside. Yeah. There are certain things inside of everybody that you just don't want out in the world. I see. I think you should bottle up a little bit of everything plus all of certain things. <laughs> or okay, how about this? Don't bottle, throttle. Ooh. Don't bottle, just throttle. Because there it rhymes, go. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to bottle it necessarily. Just throttle it. Yeah. So that you're not like going turbo on everything. No. In fact, that's that's another thing that I say is. The, the only thing you can ask of other people is that they don't be the turbo version of themselves. Right. Everybody's different. Everybody's got their shit. But <laughs> just don't go turbo. Don't be turbo you. I'm turbo man. <laughs> don't be turbo you. Uh, I was interested. So one of my notes, because I, I, I made notes too, right before the show. As you oh, yeah? Know. Did you make trivia questions? I don't have trivia questions. <laughs> I tried to get... I just tried to get... Uh, a bunch of things that you can't get wrong or like even if you lie, oh. lie to me i won't know so that that you don't feel like a big dumb idiot oh sorry <laughs> now I... no. <laughs> it's not racist it's fact uh, you don't have a list of trick questions that can never be answered right no i do this is why you're the podcast i <laughs> i have one thing i'm curious about interested in and i'm pretty sure we didn't cover it last time is the origin of the names the origin of Toonta and Mousy Bear. And I also, by the way, just want to throw in that everybody says it differently. And I think that's kind of something pretty fun. Yeah, that is fun. Why are you looking at me? No, don't both go at the same time, though, because that's going to make <laughs> shit awkward. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I guess I'm going first. Well, um, what came first? This whole... <laughs> <laughs> what came first, the chicken or the egg? What came first? The um, mouse or the bear? Yes, the mouse or the bear. I think I started calling you mousy and then added the bear, but it was pretty... No, no, the what? bear, you the bear. You're the bear. Oh, that's did right, that I am first? a bear. Did you? Did huh? that come first or the, did the mouse come first? I think, I don't know. I think the bear came first. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> See, I had said this was something you can't get wrong, but <laughs> I, I, even I could be surprised. <laughs> so, Tuta actually, he has a lot of uh, little nicknames. <laughs> oh? And, yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I don't know. It, uh... Mousy Bear is probably the most PC and, like, cutesy, socially acceptable pet name the that I have for her. Yes, yeah. Yeah, well, um, so Tunta has the nickname Polar Bear. Okay. Which I have not called him that in a long time. Um, <laughs> Is that because he's white and hairy? He's white yeah, I'm, and he's I'm hairy. Yeah, I'm big, chubby, and white. <laughs> and he growls. Oh, and he growls, okay. He growls, yes. Um, so he's definitely a polar bear. 
Um, so I started calling him that. I don't know when we were newlyweds. Uh, and I started growling immediately is what she (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I don't know. He thinks I look like a mouse. (laughs) Okay. So he, he's a real romantic (laughs) bear and I'm mousy bear our last name is bear okay right? the bears mousy polar and bear. polar I'm okay mousy bear yeah yeah my internal monologue was probably me growling and and bitching about something in my head like get away from me you mousy bitch and then <laughs> i turned that around i was like hey my little mousy bear why don't yeah. you go into the kitchen and make us some pancakes um, <laughs> my the, dear little mousy bear the, the honey over vinegar <laughs> approach i've found that quite effective <laughs> like it uh and then my name uh man i don't know if i want to go this deep i'll do it for you oh yes thank you um i just needed a random name and i came up with texas junta okay because uh i don't know just kind of find the idea of uh you know like death squads and fark rebels in places where they shouldn't be uh humorous (laughs) <laughs> and I combine those into okay. uh, the TJ Unta, and then uh, I I just kept I, I liked the idea of nobody knowing how to pronounce it too. Uh, see, this, and once again, this is why I'm not the podcaster because your job as the podcaster is to be a cool guy, make people <laughs> okay. want to tune in, like make people feel comfortable, and mm. I thrive on making people uncomfortable. Oh, I, okay. I'm good at music because my music makes you uncomfortable. Then you're glad that it's over, but you uh, kind of liked I see. it. I see. <laughs> like, I don't know about that. Yeah. Well. So it, and I think uh, I I actually gave a pronounce see pronunciation guide for Adam because did, I had did first it, did it work? Yeah, he got it. Okay. Shunta is how he Shunta. decided, but it was supposed Dvorak was supposed to decide what it was but you know how he is i i made a a producer credit or whatever and he had to read the note and i typed yeah. it out on an actual typewriter and he seemed to be put off by that oh brother i thought it would be nice i gave cash donation and he just sort of bitched and moaned throughout the whole thing and none of this is good and he used my real name i mean come on it's never going to be anything interesting he did he did <laughs> named a couple of fucking people actually this last episode i was astounded and appalled yeah hello yeah, they were. Uh, I caught that too, and I thought, "Well, gee." Yeah. Like, and then I was as like, if it wasn't "I'm supposed obvious, to he... know that name. That's supposed to be special. <laughs> yeah. You violated a special <laughs> sacred bond because you don't even care. It's not even worth your fucking time, is it?" Is that still a dead name, though? <sighs> anyway, anyway, that's that's how I legitimately felt when I heard it. <laughs> I, I know I was supposed to just bottle that up, but. Uh... I break my own rules frequently. You could have at least throttled. <laughs> I thought that's what, uh, what did I do? Was that throttling? No, that was turbo. Oh, that was turbo. <laughs> I'm see now I th- like, I think you're uh, trying to teach me like your ways or like ways that you don't, it's like a do as I say, not as I do thing or I'm not sure. I'm trying to make people uncomfortable. I think that's the tip you gave me. Is it working? No, you, you're good at making people comfortable. You've got cool guy vibes all the oh, time. Oh, cool guy Lorian, is that what attracted you to Spencer? Was this cool guy vibe? Oh, that was part of it. But mostly, he got my name right on the first try. Nice. Oh, shit. 
Yep. He's so good. <laughs> uh, what can I say? I did my research. Uh, so th- this girl fucking Facebook chats me out of the blue. Um, yeah, I remember those days. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm 21 and I'm still in Facebook chat. So it was like acceptable because I was 21 at the time. And uh ends up being like my eventual ride down to Joplin to actually go to the Cannabis Cup that I was supposed to be at the next day. Because I kind of flew cannabis even... Cannabis Cup? Even oh no, not cannabis cup. I'm sorry, uh, cannabis revival. Oh, okay, I was gonna. Say, I think cannabis it's, cup is a Mario Kart the, circuit. It's the Bible Belt <laughs> version of cannabis cup, essentially. Uh, but yeah, uh, I click on her Facebook because that's like one click, and her bio says, "My name is Lorian." It's like Delorean without the duh. Yeah, I said, <laughs> "Oh, that's pretty fucking straightforward." So yeah, I I don't really uh, take a lot of pride in cracking that case, you know. Like uh, it was kind of right there, plain as day. Hmm. I did I did well, still like be like, over. it's Lorian, right? It was the delivery, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, it's the cool guy vibe. Yeah. It's that's like, really yeah. what it was. It was like the ultimate confidence, but still asking. I I think he could have fucked it up, and he still would have. In the story, would just be like. I thought it was so cute. He fucked up my name, and he was just adorable. <laughs> it's, it's Larry, right? Larry? <laughs> oh. I don't know. So, yeah, can I have shotgun or what? <laughs> hey, Larry, can I call you Larry? All right, Larry. <laughs> Larry, Larry. <laughs> let's, let's get this shit legalized, Larry. <laughs> uh, something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, how did you come to the no agenda sphere? Like, how did you get on that radar? Like, I'm always fascinated in this question because so many people come from so di- many different avenues. Uh, when Trump was still running for the primary, I just knew that everything was bullshit. Mm-hmm. I, I knew that, I mean, I was telling everybody, this fucker's getting elected. And, and like, real early, I called it. Uh, because I, I'm very in tune with the ditch people. Uh, and with the the poor, miserable cunts of this country, I love them. Are you accusing em. me of being dumb? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love the people, and I also hate them at the same time. And I I'm in it. tune I love with the them. People. And I just, I knew where, which way the wind was blowing, and I knew that all the shit that was in the media was a lie, and everything I heard, I was like, God, there's a fucking agenda here. So I literally searched for no agenda news and came up with no agenda. Holy shit. You're the first person I've ever heard of doing that. That is fucking brilliant. (laughs) I searched no agenda and found no agenda. I feel like there should be like, I feel like there should be more people like that. People are always like, well, I used to listen to Twit back in the 2009. And then I really loved him for a long time. And then, uh, you know, they started the show. Something That's like that. a really yeah. good summary of. <laughs> yeah. Or there's that, guys like I, me. They're like. Oh, yeah, I uh, listen to podcasts because like, I heard about Rogan and I listen to Rogan a lot. And then, like, uh, one of my buddies was like, dude, you like Rogan? That's not shit. You should listen to No Agenda. And I was like, dude, No Agenda. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's my story, and along with, like, you know, 20 million other motherfuckers. Um, yeah, I, I just, my strategy before that had been 
the like take a scatter shot approach and like figure out what everybody's angle was. And it got to the point where the the agenda was so thick that I couldn't even do it anymore. And my, actually, before no agenda, I was watching a bunch of RT documentaries, as in Russia Today. Oh yeah, and, and dude. So first of all, they have a bunch of great documentaries, and second of How all, how dare you? <laughs> That's treason. <laughs> so as I was saying, there is great documentary available on rt.com. Strong motherland uh, network called uh, Russia Today. I mean, uh, called RT has nothing to do with Russia. <laughs> Did I mention potatoes are very good? If they called it retard today, I think they would just be able to fly under the radar and no one would know. <laughs> retard today, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> All the news that's tarded. Up next. Uh, retard today would not be out of place with any of the other MSM. No, it might as well be, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm no, just I kidding. I don't that. want to disparage the, the greatest uh, network, Russia Today. Everyone knows that uh, they're the best. I'm Gavin Taylor. I'm back here with retard today. <laughs> Did you know that the transgenders are now telling children to have sex with frogs? <laughs> I think it's very bad for our country. Yeah. Where was I going? Oh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to say that a lot of those Russia Today documentaries from like six years ago foreshadowed the world that we're in now, like to a T. There's yeah. documentaries where it's easy to see their angle because it's foreign and, and you, it's you're not in it, you know? Yeah. So you, you don't have that haze from being submerged in the bullshit. But they, they did documentaries, like, just clearly promoting, like, how close they are with China. And, like, oh, yeah, we've always loved China. China's great. We've got this. We've Did you know that we have a train that goes all the way from Moscow to Beijing? That's how much we love China. That's the proof. <laughs> And stuff like the, uh, and, and, see, and I wonder too, they did a documentary on trash in Ghana and like how, oh, it was the baby. What <laughs> <laughs> like made, made this moment. time? <laughs> <laughs> you call Ghana trash? <laughs> they did a documentary on uh, like the cobalt mines and all the, expo they, they've done a lot of documentaries in Africa. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. You hear more and more about Africa and you know conflict minerals and all that. And I don't know how much of that is coming from them or anyways, yeah, so you'd ask that that's how I went to came to No Agenda, because I finally was to the point where I was just looking for somebody that didn't have masters. So I mean, John and Adam still have their personal agendas. Sure. But Isn't that, that's my favorite norm. Like sometimes my dad will say that. Sometimes he'll be like, you know, those guys have an agenda too, you know. <laughs> I'll be like, uh, okay, yes, but like. Well, how come it's not the Sum Agenda podcast then? Why come they ain't selling me Viagra? <laughs> <laughs> they got a problem with Merc or something? <laughs> Find up standing uh, real heroes, man's over at Merc and uh, tell you what, Pfizer and them. Fucking saving lives and shit. Have some respect. So, uh, you're looking for land, and I know you guys have talked about a bowling alley. Yeah. And I just wonder, like, I've been thinking about how everybody thinks about self-sufficiency and all that is like, yeah, well, you have to homestead. And first of all, nobody's going to get 100% there. You just don't. Totally. Like, yep. Like, 
you strive for self-sufficiency because it's good for yourself and then you're better to the people around you but you never totally leave the community not yeah. entirely i mean you could but there's bears and shit out there for real yeah <laughs> you want to be one of them guys in a cave being like yeah and then actually you're real easy to take out because you're just like a chew and then you're dead yeah <laughs> yeah but I was wondering, like, have you guys thought about, like, it's not necessarily that you have to homestead. I mean, the more that you can do, great. But if you guys do the bowling alley thing, I've always thought that was really good. It's a really good idea. So That's pretty much like the ultimate uh, dream come true it would be. And, uh, yeah, we've had, like, uh, somewhat thoughts about this. Like, you, you know, if you, have, if you do it right, you could live there. If you do it right, yeah. uh, you know, it could be on something. Uh, I also have grand dreams. Like I dream too big, um, and well, I'm also like very like a picky. What do you my, mean you can live dreams. there? Do you mean like if you pick up and place the bowling pins, they let you stay? Well, in like I mean the, like the maintenance yeah. area and behind the alley. I'm talking about like a loft upstairs kind of situation. Well, yeah, like above where the the pins are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not living in like a, in the in the pin setter. Yeah, ever yeah, ever since the bowling goes against the uh, manufacturer's uh, recommendations. Sorry, oh, sorry. Here. No, I Ooh. There you go. Oh god, somebody hit me on the fucking boost at the same time, bully steed. Yeah, sorry. I I, I didn't mean to derail you there. You're saying that you have grand dreams and I I thought that would be a good time <laughs> to interrupt you. Hey, hey. Fuck your <laughs> fuck your dreams, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, society already did. <laughs> uh but my my ideal spot includes an airstrip and it's something that's like very pie in the sky to almost like borderline silly but it's it's just this side of attainable that it's very hard for me to compromise on that part of the overall dream is having an airstrip because with an airstrip comes a lot more of what we're talking about, freedom, self-reliance, and responsibility. Uh, and it's just, like, really hard to, like, compromise on that one for me. For me, I'm like, if if I'm finding a spot and I'm, like, going all in, uh, it needs to be, like, totally fucking killer, right? And uh, I just feel like an airstrip. Plus, you can uh, basically tell the electric company to go fuck themselves when they want to you know put a new power line through your shit if you have a even a, even a like a dinky classy technical cornfield airstrip you know what is that the one protection that you have in this country is if you have an airstrip yep pretty much th there's an imminent domain the imminent domain stops where the airstrip begins yeah it's like yeah. uh one of those loopholes Seriously? you know <laughs> it's been done man it's been done it's been, uh, you can look up on Google Maps and see certain places in uh, this country where the power lines go in a straight line and then they have to fucking zigzag way like 20 miles the wrong way because big ass electric went up against some farmer and he was like, fuck you, I'm going to register with the FFA, suck my dick. And they had to, you know, uh, I think there's a guy in either Kansas or Colorado did this. And like, he was totally trying to be reasonable too and just wanted him to like route it a little bit to a different spot on his land. And they were like, yeah. no, no, fuck you. They were just stonewalling him. They were like, we don't have to listen to this little peon fuck face. So then he was like, fuck you. I'm going to get an airstrip registered with the FAA and you can kiss my whole cock. Now you have to go X amount of miles away. Fuck you. Okay. And he fucked So, him. 
So you don't have to buy a property with an airstrip. You have to buy a property that you can just mow the grass down in one area. Make one that yeah. makes the yeah, <laughs> yeah that meets the bare minimums and uh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you know where I'm from in in Ohio. I don't know if you know this about Ohio, but uh, we kind of invented flight around here. I heard so. about that on the. I read that on the back of the state quarter one time. Yeah, and it wasn't the ditch people. First in flight, <laughs> it wasn't the ditch. It was them. No. It was them uh, fruitcakes with the handlebar mustaches, wasn't it? <laughs> but it was the guy's going, here, I want to ride my bicycle. There, there are a ton of smaller fields around here because, I mean, it, and they're old as shit, but they're still there. It's actually kind of cool. <laughs> a lot of them are like airstrip slash museums just because they still have airplanes that have been around forever and like the big hoop sock 90, out there. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my, like, I don't know that can wait 10 years or something, but I do want to like get licensed to fly and be able to like, I want to just be able to go spend the weekend at you guys without drive. Like, and I can fly, but I can fly, you know, cause I'm never going to fly commercial again. If I can help it. Uh, I don't think that, and that's actually going away. I think, I got a corporate email about uh, what, flying is going away. Yeah, passenger. Babe, will you air. get the AR? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, would you I, say? I just Fly. got a, a, a corporate email about how one of the it's uh, it's American Airlines. Oh, you mean commercial flying is going away? Yeah, passenger. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, in shit. support of in support of what you are saying, I'm cool. I'm saying yeah, I see. That I see. Passenger air is actually going away. I thought you were gonna say uh, they took our planes. <laughs> no! planes. They took planes. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, well, fuck them, fuck them. They they're a bunch of assholes. They make it too expensive. They make it too prohibitive. They make it too restrictive. They've totally ruined the fucking experience. I look at brochures and flyers from the 50s and 60s and some of the golden age uh, of flight the golden era of flight and like TWA when it was at its peak here in Kansas City and it just like looks like the most bomb ass fucking experience ever yeah and James, uh James Bond in uh, coach. fucking flying commercial I haven't done it for like five or six years but my whole adult life it makes me want to harm myself and others around me Every time I do it, and I fucking I'm not doing it. That's getting sketchy. Like everything I swore else, it all too, the way it's off. all getting sketchy as hell too. Yeah. Like, uh, the last time I flew in the Denver, we were like down, like getting ready to land, landing gear down. And, like I'm looking out, and I can see like you know the people on the strip and all that. And then all of a sudden, the jets kick back on, and we're taking off again. Oh no! And we start circling around, and the pilot comes on, and she's like. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. There was another plane that landed in front of us, so we have to ride around and try again. Do it do over. <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. Just fasten your seatbelts and uh, have some more peanuts. But, you know, the the conspiracy... I'm talking out of my ass here a little bit, but they've... That's I've what we love said, here on the bowl. Yeah, listen to my ass talk. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but what I've heard about for years, though, is that they make more money on actually shipping freight so and the the passengers are just more freight and that's part of like why the bag expenses and why they're so weird about baggage and stuff because really those flights that have people on them are carrying shit for fedex and i don't even know it all yeah so i, I like guess money it, though 
it only makes sense that it's more and more expensive to fly us around. We're a fucking liability. Yeah. And they're making all their money on flying. They have to like say sir right. to us a bunch. Sir, sir, sir. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but but if you're just shipping Amazon stuff around, it's a uh, you know it's more consistent. A little money. more laid back, you know. Yeah, in consistent weights. Yeah. Amazon will tell you, oh yeah, this this thing weighs X amount. You can pack and them in there real like, tight, yeah. and they don't mm-hmm. bitch about it because they're just packages. Yeah, try to light up a, a smoke. <laughs> try. <laughs> yeah. There is no try when it comes to lighting up a sk- smoke, my man. <laughs> There is for me. I've never gotten the hang of that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Spark one up. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, so on a scale of one to ten, how much do I really actually look like your Uncle Jonesy? On a scale of one to ten? Yeah. You are my Uncle Jonesy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely uncled right here in front of yeah. everybody. Uh, you you look exactly like him. It's I'm telling you, if I send that picture of him younger with uh, baby, DeLorean's gonna have some serious questions <laughs> about about who you are. <laughs> my origin is my yeah. origin story is somehow is uh, uh, Tunta's uncle Shunta. I'm gonna keep saying Tunta, by the way. Yeah, that's fine with me, man. I th- I, I feel like you would like like want it that way because everybody says it different. And I, I do want it that way. I don't Thank want you it. for understanding me, cool yeah. guy podcaster. Of course. Plus, I also would uh, have to admit defeat. And... <laughs> That's not an option. Come on, man. Speaking of admitting defeat, uh... <laughs> That's not a good segue for this question I thought all. you hated feet. Now, wait a second. You're going to admit <laughs> I... defeat? I do hate feet. Oh, my God. I'm so honored that you remember. Of course I remember. <laughs> this was a big thing for me. Because, uh, you know, f- feet are, you know, way down on my list. But, uh, like, I don't hate them. I can... I can... I can pay attention to the feed if that's what's going on and necessary, but you know, it's like, doesn't Lorian have dainty. See, this is like, even though I've seen her in person, I did not look at your wife's feet at all. I, you know, I rest assured. I was wondering, sneaking glances. I was wondering at the time why you weren't, but then after our last conversation, then it, then it became clear to me. Ah, what the fuck, bro? You think my wife's got ugly feet? Oh, too good to look at my feet. Too good to look at my wife's feet. Huh? (laughs) But doesn't she have dainty little feet? Like if you're, I don't know if feet guys, are they into big, like hardy feet or are they into dainty little feet? I think that there are enough feet guys that have a variety of opinions. Some guys like the oh, little yeah. dainty kind of like Asian feet. feet. Some guys like the full bound Asian feet that are like a little too far for me. Uh, some guys like the big, like duck feet you can get slapped across oh, yeah. the face yeah. with and flipper. like leave a good mark. They like a, they like a good flipper, uh, good web toes. And then there's like probably like the WNBA feet guys. Yep, yep, yep. Some guys just like the grossest feet possible, and you're like, "Fuck, would you stop?" Gross? How? Like just like mm, yellow like toenails bunions. and bun, Ugh. yeah, and like uh, crooked kind of like toes they're growing into each other, and different, just like awful feet, like uh, like cringe feet. They like yeah, because it, and... yeah, it's about being disgusted by them. Exactly. They're like, oh, so yeah, they feel I like I do about feet, except for they get a boner from it. Some guys just like the feet that aren't nasty. They're just like he walked in. You know, it's like the bitch. The, the bitch I like a foot that looks stroll around in. in the yarn with her shoes off, and then she came back in. And it's not like she stepped in dog shit or anything. It's just you know she got a little bit of the yard on her bottom of her feet. Handle a little natural foot like that. You know, 
You know, now that you mention it, I, me and I'm Dave, a, me and Dave Chappelle are that kind of guy. I, I'm a huge country music fan, and now that you mention it, I've also got this theory that country music is almost all country music is written by like a gang of songwriters and then performed by the performers. There's actually it's just how country it's it's pop, you know. Many such cases of of music in general. But, yeah, but yeah. Uh, thanks. <laughs> Ast- astronaut gun always has been my point though is there is an awful lot of barefoot women in country music as a genre so there seems to be, there's a lot of underage girls oh she was only 15 <laughs> like she was waiting on me and then i saw her there with her two bare feet and i like and they always count the feet too well, you know, you have to be sure. Ooh-wee, this one's got both of the feet. You know. No extras or nothing. You got to be sure. You got to be sure. It's just weird they talk the chicks into it. Yeah, it doesn't take that much convincing, let's be honest. I didn't hear an answer, by the way. Does does Do you like Lorian's feet? Of course I like Lorian's feet. Because you like everything about her. That's what I tell my daughter. Yes! <laughs> yes! That's nice. She has uh, little dainty feet, size fives. Well, yeah. If I'm going to buy women's shoes, that's what I buy. Size <laughs> five, I, she does. I but she's got some a, wiggle room in them. Yeah, size two and kids. Size two in the children's section. <laughs> you know, because sometimes you want to give her the, the light up heels so you can keep track of her at the laser tag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's got just the prettiest, uniquest hobbit toes that she hates that I love. Without hair. Yeah, it's like hair, you know, it's like hairless <laughs> hobbit toes. It's like, it's, it's scandalous, really, if you think about it. Like a hobbit toe, but without hair. Yeah. Mm. The entire that's audience a, a just got sus, massive erections just now. <laughs> that's and, and I'll have feet, you cut though. that out, listeners. Cut that out. Uh, you like my wonky pinky toes that curve inward, huh? Yeah, it's what I'm all about. I step on my little pinky toes. Our ki- My kids, they like inherited all of my traits except for Lorian's toes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everybody has my hair uh, we kind of have similar eyes though me and Lorian yeah. we have those kind of like color change eyes you know what I'm talking about I think technically if you know <laughs> well, you don't know color change eyes it's like uh, they can be like green or gray or like slightly blue, blue. like I if I shake your head your eyes turn a different color and, well I don't know like about the, shaking my head but uh, the sparkles drain to the bottom again <laughs> it's like kaleidoscope eyes man it's not just a Beatles song. It's like, uh, it's a real thing, man. You don't even have to do the drugs. It's just kind of in the eyes. You know, they say eyes are the window to the soul. So that means that you're a shapeshifter if your eyes are changing colors. Uh, they're the same shape the whole time. It's just slightly different color. So you don't look like my Uncle Jonesy. That's just the, the form that you took on when I met you. If you take a picture of me in sepia tone, like you're, you know, like it's the 70s and we're all down. It's a dead ringer. So, so you have shape shifting eyes. You have color changing eyes. Color changing. Yes. Let's get this straight. You're gonna make a so wild it, conspiracy theories run through the whole community here. You got to be careful. Your eyes change. Your eyes don't change, but the, the the light that is reflected off of them changes how they appear. Is that what you're? I would imagine you? so. There's uh, three things that affect it most. Okay. Uh, the color of what you're wearing in the surroundings, All right. the weather, and your mood. Mm. Those are the three, well, the three top factors there. W- what about this? 
under a black light, can you tell all the jizz that's been sprayed in your eyes? Oh my god! <laughs> sorry, I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> somebody, Here, let's turn somebody can zap me in my black for that on. one. Hold on. Let's turn the black lights on. <laughs> yeah. Got them on. Oh my god! Whoop! Oh my god! <laughs> this must be happening while I'm like very deep asleep. Too far. <laughs> Too far. You're now banned from Bull After Bull. Congratulations, the first person to ever be banned. We from are no Bull. longer buds. <laughs> oh, I'm going to revoke your bud card there, pal. Please, honey. Please, honey. No. No, no, no. Um, jizz in the eye. That that seems uh, like it would sting. That would definitely change my the color of my eyes. My eyes would be red for sure. Oh, my God. No, they never go to red. It's like I said, like green, gray, and blue kind of shift. Not even when you're really mad? No, because I'm not a cartoon character, even though people think that. (laughs) Now, why would they think that? I don't like bulge out and be like, (laughs) (laughs) I know it it seems natural, right? It seems like that would be the way that it went down, but uh, I don't know. At least not yet. Not yet. (laughs) I got to let you know. I'm not even halfway through this life hopefully god willing yeah that's but, a crazy uh, thought isn't it when it is young, crazy. sometimes i think young, of you think about all the life that's ahead of you and perspective and you get stuff. to a certain point and you're like oh shit this could technically be middle age for me <laughs> you start looking at like your risk factors and stuff like yeah no I, I did grow up drinking all that agricultural runoff <laughs> <laughs> you can't hmm. you can't google that kind of shit Bad Did your parents smoke when you were a kid? Uh, my dad smoked until my sister was born. So like the first two years of my life. Mm. Yeah, that's how it is, huh? You and were then, uh, important. Yeah, important once enough. you, as a dad, once you have a girl. See, I had a girl first. So like, I was like, whoa, 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 you know? But yeah. my dad, he had a boy first. And he was like, oh, look at boy. You can throw these things around. You can fucking smack yeah. him on the yeah, head. Yeah, like, right. You know, he's a fucking boy. And then you have a girl. You're like, smoke rings in your face. Oh! shit be careful with that thing <laughs> yeah it's yeah. true too it is true it's weird I, I had a son first yeah then i had a daughter and then i was like oh shit i've got to be a dad now <laughs> <laughs> isn't it weird the difference because yeah. my sons uh like uh I, let's say just you're just more cavalier about it you know you're not like uh on eggshells that's uh, that's as polite as i can put it yeah with with your boys you're like come on do it do it yeah it won't hurt that bad Come on. It's like they're two months old and you're like, quit your goddamn car, you're like a little baby. <laughs> Grow up. Grow up. Yeah. Time to be a man. Two-year-old baby. <laughs> Two-month-old baby. Uh, we did have some more boosts, including Bully Steed hitting us with the one, two, three, four, five. Uh, once I caught a fish alive. She said, Tunta and Mousy Bear, I salute you as a member of the Ditch People. Bring us more trivia and a mothballed bowling alley. Oh, man. You'd love it. She also says that she thinks that Sir Spencer is the best dad. Oh. He's pretty great. I'll be uh, your dad. <laughs> and my uncle? <laughs> and your uncle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why not? I, it's, like like, you can it's not read like my I got anything tree. else going on, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting here waiting for something to do. Uh, 11111 from Make Heroism. No, no. Both of those, by the way, out of Fountain. Uh, then we get a, a little bit of 69-69 action. I've been lonely without my... Uh... 69! 69, dudes! 
It's coming from Boo 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 Booberry, uh, out of Boo CLI. Uh, is there a wiki feat entry for DeLorean? First of all, probably not. Second of all, why not? <laughs> I don't think there's a. Concerned. I don't think there's a wiki titties or whatever. I remember uh, Cold Acid bringing some of this up, like at least a year ago, maybe longer. Because I didn't even know there was like a. I think it's Boobapedia, right? That expanded my world. Let me tell you, Boobapedia, it's like a, a database of boobs. What's better than that? Did you see her breasts? Yeah, and hers, and hers, and hers, and hers. Because that's the thing. Uh, I don't know. Some people, uh, they just think, uh, okay, another pair of tits. But for me, when I see a pair of tits, then I want to see all the rest of the pairs of tits, too. I feel the exact opposite way. I really do. Like, I don't like strip clubs or anything. because. Oh, I... no, no, I don't like strip clubs. No, no. Really? No. But then, but then you see I've been to strip I've clubs. I've always felt like the market gets devalued. As soon as there's more, the market is flooded with tits in a strip club. So I devalue them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wasn't like mad about seeing the tits when I went to strip clubs. I've, I've been to a strip club like three times ever in my life. And one of them, I was actually dancing. Just like they as, had. As the stripper? Yeah. They had like a. <laughs> it was like an amateur night. They had a male amateur night. And I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. You know, I, I was know. like 16 I liked and to... I was offered to strip dance for. A passion party. Oh, like somebody at, offered yeah. to have somebody was like, Oh, you know what? I'll let you do is I'll let you strip for us. Yes. That's fantastic. Yeah. So I how can, that works. You're going to be the entertainment so I can sell all these dildos to middle aged women. <laughs> and I was sixteen and I was excited and scared by the prospect. She's like literally thrusting her hips up into the air yeah. and you see her her camel toe. <laughs> yeah, I want to show them my camel toe. I was just a boy. I'm like one of those guys who sometimes uh, the reason that I do something is to be able to then tell the story later about doing it. Like sometimes I've done plenty of things in my life where that's the only motivation going into it. I think a lot of people have that though. That's like I, I think originally you're more self-aware about it, but I think most people are making decisions because that's the story they want to write. And then once you become aware of that, then you get, kind of depressed that you're like oh shit i chose this straight up that's why i did uh nude modeling at the art school originally because i was like holy shit that's a job i want to be able to say like i did that and i ended up doing and, it for five you, years like that was actually you were so good at it if you d if you, you couldn't walk away if you don't count real you. estate which is just kind of like a fucking you know i do that every once in a while it's not really like a job that i go into every week uh i keep tabs on some things but like when a deal gets needed, then I'll do a deal, you know, and then I might not do a deal for ages. But that was like, I think still the longest running job I've ever had because I had that thing for five straight years. Nice. And yeah, you're like, way more comfortable with your body and stuff. That's another thing I admire about you um, is your your fearlessness to just put yourself out there, like quite literally. <laughs> My whole uh, film. Some sometimes I wish you'd put it back. Oh. But overall, I admire how much you put it out there. I, I know. Sometimes I should put it back, but uh, I don't know. I just try to find where the line is and then... and then uh, Cross it. Cro cross it. Let your pecker go retreat, right past it. Pretend like I had no idea it was there. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. It's easier. It's much easier to ask forgiveness than permission. This is a true fact. And like people will tell you that all the time, but it's... It's also true. Yeah, but but you have the daring to do it, and I, that's, I, knew, I mean, that's good, you, man. You always have to be ready, too, right? Like, if you cross the line, you can't just be like, 
oh, did I? Did I? Like, if people let you know, then right away you gotta be like, oh, fuck, sorry. Like, I really am. What happened again? Yeah. Now we know. Now we know that's established. All right. Yeah, you can't be one of those confrontational line steppers. Like, as no, soon as you no, get caught, no, then, no. Then, then you're mad about it that you got called out. Yeah, and you come but, back to that line. Doing and you, nothing. you come back to that line right away and try to push it further. Like, that's like the first thing you do to react. No, fuck that. No, that's just gross. Hey, you know how you're talking about one of the traps in podcasting is to, like, you end up complaining and being negative about the same thing. Yeah. Like, week after week. Yeah. Um, well, can we complain and be negative about CBD? Sure, yeah. I'm in. <laughs> I'm into that. What's up? Did it not get you? <laughs> no. Uh, one of the reasons, we haven't talked about Mousy Bear. Um, Mousy Bear is pretty much gone. But, uh, Mousy, you want to talk about your experience with CBD? Oh, the gummies. That's right. I should everything have, up. I should have had that written down because uh, this was something that was uh, big time, even featured in the art last time that you were uh, doing. And, and I'm very interested to hear this. Yeah. Um. So that's what you meant. You you wanted me to talk about the CBD gummies. Yeah. Yeah. Um. She's so, <laughs> Mousy Bear Wellness gummies is um. I guess you'd say it's non-existent, except for in my home. <laughs> nice. So you can still get them, but now they're like even more in demand. That just makes yeah, price go they're up. Rare. I wouldn't worry about they're that. They're super yeah. rare. That just they're makes super, price go super up. Super rare. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I like this. So there were a few things that kind of happened all at once that um, made it just uh, tank, basically. Um, so, like right at the same time that we were moving. And um, trying to make our um, trailer livable. <laughs> uh, we also were dealing with some quality control and shipping. We had some um, some gummies melting in, in the mail and stuff. Gotcha. Uh, even though I was packing them on ice and everything, they still... The shipping wasn't working out. And then um, with the CBD, so um, Square and PayPal both locked down all transactions. Like I immediately. Couldn't, oh. I couldn't sell anything. I couldn't make any sales at all. Um, with yeah. There was no coming back from crossing that line. They yeah. wouldn't even let her be like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know this little CBD. Just it, no harm here. Oh, so yeah. this is one. Put my elderberry back out there. This is one place where I'm totally wrong, where there's not... Uh... There is no asking forgiveness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, because you can't try to get healthy or you know take care of yourself and exclude the the pharmaceutical industry. There yeah. is no forgiveness for you. Right. Too Damn. risky. Now you must die. Boo. <laughs> yeah. So um, you know, I kind of initially I was like, well, we'll just you know put it on hold or whatever, and. I haven't picked it back up because, you know, if I ever do, I'm just going to keep it local and cash only is basically, you know, Smart. what it's going to have to be. Smart. Yeah. Maybe yeah. a little, uh, maybe a little BTC pay server, man. Maybe a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a little secret fake uh, elf uh, money. It, well, and that's, yes. And so we started doing that. Um, Servo and probably some others, and I apologize for the other people that probably helped me, but Servo is the one that helped me set up a, a lightning node but that we moved. And, uh, you know, I only get one ping off of the satellite internet right. like a week. So yeah, yeah. It, that's all sort of on hiatus. 
But the main, th but I wanted to specifically bring up to you guys that the the CBD thing, like as soon as, like was, wasn't it within like twenty four hours? Oh yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. Within twenty four hours of being on strike, yeah, you got struck. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's fucking incredible. Yeah, and it wasn't even just like, oh, you need to remove this one thing. It was nope. We can't. You can't do any transactions. We're not going to support you anymore. And, wow. and there was nothing illegal about the CBD that we were getting, how we were making it, mm -mm. what we were doing with it. Well, I shouldn't say we. It's all her thing. But you should I, always say we. That's the gentleman's way. I. 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 Yeah, that's so ridiculous. Fifty state legal. Yeah, man. Yeah. Strike. Thanks a lot, Strike. Yeah, and when she put a lot of work into researching and making sure that she was within the guidelines, and none of it mattered. Like yeah. as soon as she was launched, that because we had all sorts of ideas to make different types of gummies. Like one of them was to uh, take rhubarb, and and we wanted we were real excited. With, like we were like, oh, this is going to be a bowler edible for sure. We'll we'll do. A gummy that has rhubarb in it. Sure. That's an aphrodi that's a historical aphrodisiac. And we had like cute names for all of it. And yeah, stuff. we did. It's mm -hmm. so overtly sexual. I know. You guys had the uh cack and balls for uh Yes. Yeah. For yeah. yeah. yeah I still so, have those molds. Yeah, so we wanted them. to make uh gummy cocks with rhubarb in it and send them out to you guys. Yeah. Nice. And this whole time could have been chewing on rhubarb dick and balls, man. Right. Strike has to ruin my fun. Incredible. Unbelievable. Well, I'm sorry to hear about that, man, because that was, uh, they were, first of all, delicious. And uh, that was like a really fun little thing that uh, you guys had going. So I, I hope that somehow uh, it revives it, in some fashion. But I'm glad to hear that you like still make, I mean, of course, you just make it yourself. You got all the stuff. and uh, There will be a second coming of dick gummies, I assure you. <laughs> second coming. <laughs> I'm going to come. Can somebody do the ISO thing for second coming giggle? Oh, I did. <laughs> yes. Yeah, thank you. Laurie nailed it. Uh, we did have two more boosts. Bowley Steed hit us with an 8888 uh, out of Fountain. She says, size five shoes, DeLorean. Big brain. Uh, I, I did post a Lorian feat in the chat. So you're welcome. And you're not in the chat. Ha ha. Ha ha, you not in the chat. And then uh, seven 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 sats from NetNed, who said sack of sevens for bowls wit buds. Yeah. NetNed, whose honor I will defend till my dying day. Also coming out of fountain, by the way. Kick ass, kick ass. Hey, I'm looking at this uh, disgusting picture of feet. Oh yeah. Just one. You hate it. <laughs> I do. You hate no it, offense. but you have questions. Let me. Guess. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Is she bathing in milk? Yeah, yes. <laughs> Weird. But kind of. It's like a, it's a milk-like product. Yeah. <laughs> like oat milk? It's like a whole thing of always save creamer and you mix it up and it's like a, you know. Yeah, like a powder and then I just put hot water in just it. Just a, a photo trend, uh, tricky thing, you know, you can do. Okay. Yeah, but some people really dumped out cold milk and you laid in it. You can't do fucking, I mean, what <laughs> does it take sick. to fill a bathtub? I don't even know. Hundreds of dollars worth of milk. Yeah, easily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's you can only afford happen. that if you've got a YouTube channel where you can write that in all caps. Exactly. I was like a bath and all milk, and this is what happened. Uh, I can't really Look write, at my feet, everybody. Can't really write that off of my taxes. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, I bought all this milk so my wife could get naked in it, and I'll take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> but you know when it's a uh, fucking non-dairy powder creamer, it works just the same, my man. Uh, you guys do take good pictures. Uh, I try. I yeah, and I wonder, like, are you state like how much thought and work is put into the staging, or is it like? I saw one where Lauren was like on the edge of a tub and it just, it looked great. Like the lighting was all perfect. And I was wondering, like, was that just casual? The one where she's playing PlayStation? Yeah. That was just, that was just, that was just straight up. I grabbed that one. Sometimes I'll see something and I can't ignore it and I have to take a shot of it. But other times. (laughs) She was really playing PlayStation like that? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't that hurt your back? No. Those controllers are really light these days, actually. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Ever since PS4, man, they just like, uh, they really streamlined it. Yeah, there are too many people having controller augmentations. I would say, uh, you know, something like the milk bath shoot that we did. I, uh, that was probably one of the most efforts we've put in. Uh, and that was just kind of like grabbing the florals. Yeah. Because it was Valentine's Day and we knew that we wanted to do this kind of thing. Shoot, we had inspired. So I grabbed the florals and grabbed the um, powder, the fucking <laughs> non-dairy creamer, the cheapest you can get. Which turns out it's pretty damn cheap. Uh, of course, this is in uh, oh. like twenty fifteen dollars. So it wasn't quite that long ago, way back when. Are you sure? Yeah, uh, maybe it was like twenty nineteen. <laughs> that might be right. Actually, shit. The date says twenty twenty, but I don't know if that's accurate or not. Now it could be. I don't know. I, I'm shit yep. at time. I know, I know there's a significance to the passage of time, but like the significance <laughs> is lost on me. I've tried to talk about this, but people are like... Me I, too. I can't really convey like what uh, time is. Uh, you know what else uh, I have a real problem with is uh, sequences of things. I like, in, you know, every town will have their strip of, you know, like, oh, that's where the Applebee's and like all the other shitty fucking franchises that are in every city. Yeah. I can't keep any of those straight. At all. Like, I can live in a place for years, and I don't remember where the one restaurant and then the car store. Mm. I, I, I can't keep stuff straight like that. And Interesting. Even, like, my alphabet and, like, the months and the year, like, I have to really think about it for a moment to remember the order that things go in. I know all the letters are there. In the di- <laughs> If it's in the ditch, then you got it figured out. But most places are far from the ditch. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that's very much the case. <laughs> no, that may, I, can, I can dig it. I can dig it. Uh, lightning round. Oh, shit. What was your uh, first date? Mm-hmm. <laughs> first real date? Yeah, first official. Did we, like... did we ever date? I seem to recall it was more that I left her at the Greyhound station for oh. a couple hours. I remember then this I woke story, up yeah. and got her and then we had sex. <laughs> was that a date? That was a big thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a date. That's a date and a mate. That's a double. That's a bonus. Date and mate. Man, I dr- I traveled a long way for a date. <laughs> um, I don't think we ever dated, man. Yeah, I don't think we ever dated. I mean, you can kind of say that, I suppose. Because, like, we didn't fucking date, really, either. First day I knew you, we, I spent the night at your place, and yep. it was like, there was no getting rid of you after that. <laughs> right. She's literally still to this day spending the night at my place. Can you believe this? Like a mooch? Um, 
So you say her name wrong a couple times, see if she leaves. <laughs> hey, Larry. <laughs> Lauren Rose. I think it's Loreen. I think it's Loreen. As a matter of fact, um, you're wrong. It's Loreen. What a great moment. Uh, favorite position. I know you guys have different ones because I know how this works. Oh, did you? Yeah. 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 So I'm going to put it back on you and tell, ask you, do you remember? Yeah. I remember Mouse. <laughs> oh, shit. No, now I do remember this. Why do I always ask you this? What a fucking creep. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I don't, last time you asked, I, I told you modified missionary. And wasn't, it cow, you, wasn't it cowgirl? No. no. Oh, it, damn it. And then I sent you diagrams, like anatomic diagrams. <laughs> oh, yeah, diagrams you did. You went into deep she, explanation. Yeah, I was like, and this is the place that I'm trying to get. That room. And you, you do this, and you hit here, and you do that, and you get down there. You'll have to forgive me. I don't, Spence, I don't tell a lot of people of this, but I smoke like a lot of weed. Uh... <laughs> But you're right. The reason I ask you is because you were a fucking known expert at this kind of thing. Well, okay. It so... was doggy, wasn't it? No. <laughs> she told me not to overthink, and that's why I said doggy. No, it's it's just a missionary position. A missionary gets uh, a bad rap for being like a limited, like, I, don't know, I bet you only have sex missionary, but you can do a lot of stuff out of missionary. I do on... appreciate a missionary. Yeah. And depending on how you, so the cervix has uh, what some people call fornices or the uh, an upper fornix and a lower fornix. And there's, you know, like there's the pain that comes from hitting the cervix for a lot of women. Right. But then depending on how you position legs and yourself and all that, and, you know, you and your partner's anatomy, if you can hit the fornix above and below, uh, that creates a different uh, sensation. For your partner and then you feel them reacting to that and then uh it's good from there so you're both in the same uh, boat on this question no lorian's <laughs> just lorian is just gonna sit here for like 15 minutes telling me i'm wrong but not saying the fucking oh. answer <laughs> mousy likes mousy likes 69 <laughs> sorry i was rocking the baby how can i forget <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you how could. How could I forget? That's, yeah, we did talk about this because that's my favorite. God damn it. It's all coming yeah. back to me now. I didn't smoke tonight, and so I'm not like in the same mindset. That's what I'd always say when I failed test in college. Oh, I wasn't high enough. Baby just yelled at you too. Well, he wasn't He wasn't here. What the hell does he know? Ah! Hey, you weren't here. <laughs> See, he has an excuse. What is, for each of you... Uh, like one of the proudest things you've ever done. Like what, what have you done that you're really proud of? <laughs> wow. Love that confidence. I, I don't, I think our personalities make it hard for us to actually feel any sort of pride. I never uh, good enough. I think that, uh, that's why I like this question. Cause, um, only reason I ask is cause I have a, I have a one year eval coming up for work. And they ask a bunch of questions to plan for your eval, right? And usually every other place I've worked that has an eval process, it's just this fucking stupid shit that no one wants to do. And like they just jam through like yep. some meaningless metrics and then like basically tell you like you're doing okay, but it could be a lot better. And like, you know, talk about your potential a lot. This fucking word I hate, your potential. Uh, but 
at my company I work at now, they ask you a bunch of stuff, including like what your vision is. And like, one of them is like, what oh, have, have you done? Lots in, of visions. What have you done the last year that you're proud of? Like, what are the, some like name three things that you're proud of? And I had to think about that for a while. Cause I'm the same way, right? Like I am still focused on what I need to do and like what I don't have yet that I want to put together. And I had to just like reset and I had to like come up with things. And so I thought that was kind of a cool thing to ask people. Because okay. I, well, I think I think it's all long enough that I have two answers. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'll give you the conventional answer. Okay. The one that I, I think is by convention, uh, like you're supposed to say the fan service one, and then the it, real yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. So, I think by convention, uh, I worked on a satellite that I got to see launch. Ooh. On. Like an engineer, and so you know, engineering project in college. It was a student project, but it actually was a working satellite that actually launched and all that. Um, and I think that you know, when I did that, you know, I've always had this big chip on my sh- shoulder from being a ditch person. Sure. And that was my moment of like, yeah, fuck all you guys, yeah. and you know, my one point something GPA, like horrible high school record. Like I, yeah. I am capable. I'm a worthy person and I did this, but uh it turns out that that didn't actually make me feel fulfilled. Sure. Inside. So really my Ditch proudest, people in space, man. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing that I really feel pride in is the fact that uh I can support and provide for a family and I, I let Mousy be a stay at home mom. I, I've fulfilled a woman's dreams and I get to see my healthy and, and beautiful kids come of age. I love because that. I, I, I can do that. And that's, so I do get a lot of actual pride from that. And it makes me feel way different than seeing the satellite. Yeah. And I think it's a healthy form of pride. Like I don't, it's not a vengeful form of pride. Like I felt with the satellite. Yeah. Fuck all you guys. Yeah. I did something. You said no, I couldn't, but I can. Yeah. This is more like, Oh my God. Like there's a miracle that has happened. Yeah. That I, I was privileged enough to be part of that's beautiful man i love that <clears throat> no pressure mousy <laughs> <laughs> well um you have to do three answers okay, now maybe a, l- maybe a little maybe a little bit of pressure it's not peer pressure it's just your turn that's all <laughs> I, I i don't know i was just gonna say i'm proud of my kids um i feel like you know if i've done anything with my life it's them totally um, Pretty much just put everything that I am into them. So, um, yeah, I guess I'm pretty proud of them. That's killer. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, we've put all of our hopes and dreams into our kids because we know that we're not going to make it. Right. And there's absolutely no pressure on them, you know? <laughs> it's, it's funny, though. Like, that is evolution and human existence in a nutshell. And it's like this little sliver of time that we're in right now where it's weird and it's the only time it's ever been weird to like people aren't having kids to like have kids and be jazzed about your kids and be like, Oh yeah, the kids, they're they're my future. And like, they're what I'm proud of. It's like the only time ever where that has been weird and not the fucking mainstream thing to do and the regular Mm -hmm. thing to do. As far as I know. Yeah. I I don't know. I've never read any history where there was like a period of time where everybody fucking hated kids. Like what the fuck is going on? What is wrong, man? We were like, our culture is so sick. Yeah. Like I, 
I heard you say recently, I, gosh, I can't remember who it was. It may have been with, I don't think it was Cotton Gin, but you were talking about how people always act surprised that your kids aren't total little shits. Oh, yeah. And, and all it takes is that you just give them attention. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was a no agenda social post is what it was. Yeah. And you get compliments on your kids just, and you guys aren't doing like, I, you're not putting them in the best public schools. Right. That money can buy. They're not going to a private school. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that you're doing. Like you're just getting by. Yep. And all it really is is that you're giving them attention and you love them. You yeah. don't treat them like a burden. Well, I don't their like, whole uh, lives. I don't let them be shitheads, right? And so, like most parents will like they'll do like the bare minimum thing, like I stop, I stop, I stop. But like they won't ever like. For me, I'm like, no, this is a this is a line you can't cross. So when you come up to that line, I have to pull you back from it every time, every single time. Do you spank your kids? Yeah. Good for you. Yes. I wish I if I had a soundboard, I would play a fitting <laughs> sample. Yes. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a big point of contention. I feel like it's like tough to talk about, really. Even you know, like I really. Well, if I, people had more kids, they realize how different kids are. My son, I. Barely touched his booty. Yeah, well, he's but, only crossed the line like once or twice. My my daughter though, I mean she that's she does it on purpose. Yeah, she does. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she just wants to know for sure. Like, yeah, maybe I can do this. And ah, damn it, I got oh, my ass smacked again. Oh, he won't do it this time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but this time I'll get away with it. Ah, yeah, yeah kids are, and then and then there are kids that I'm sure need lots of discipline. Yeah. But they just won't react to the spanking. Right. Every kid is different. You got to feel it out, that thing. And uh, a deal, one of the deals with authority and being in charge is that you can't have anything off the table, right? Like, you can't, like, show weakness. You can show compassion and you can show love, but you can't show weakness in the love. Yeah. Like, the, the, the love has to be strong. If it's some kind of pussy, weak love... What is that going to do? That's like not inspiring. Kids aren't going to respect that kind of authority if it's not strong. If it's just like <laughs> fucking me. Oh, stop. Oh, don't do that. Cotton Gin says he needs the spanking. <laughs> well, Cotton Gin, you know where to find me, baby. <laughs> throw, throw some ribs on the grill. Uh, you know, one of, our, one of our profound lessons from animal husbandry, you know, having the chickens, and we also have this little black cat that just kind of showed up and kills all the mice and rodents um except for nick the rat she would definitely recognize nick yeah nick's cool and be like oh no yeah he's i'm not gonna eat him yeah uh but we've realized that you don't feed your animals so much that they stop doing what they're supposed to do we don't feed our chickens so much that they stop yes. going out and foraging totally we don't feed our little black cat so much that she won't hunt anymore you feed them enough to nurture them so that they hang around and yeah. you form that bond and relationship, but then they still have the, a little bit of hunger to go out for themselves. Yeah, definitely. And even on that rudimentary level, if you have, if you practice that, like now, like it's totally changed the way I look at pets and the way that people do pets. I and mean, it's no uh -huh. wonder people hate their kids because people approach their kids as if they have to give them that just like unending, like always love never but that's not what it is you're trying to feed them yeah enough so that they become their own person you well, don't just su suffocate them and smother them with love right 
And we're so messed up as a society that we just don't even see that as love, you know? Like, oh, fuck, you even yell, you even raise your voice and it's like immediately abuse. And it's like, no, this is all actually love. Like, every time I yell at my kids to stop doing something, like, it's because I love them, you know? Yeah, yeah, because you're trying to mold them and and, and teach yeah. them in a way. And, and, it's, and it's, you wouldn't hit them if that wasn't going to get the reaction you you needed. Yeah. And because you love them, you know that. Yeah. You, you're not going to beat the shit mercilessly, right. beat the shit out of your kids because and my you've kids, got some demons that you're trying to fight off. My kids are never like, oh, why did he spank my butt? You know? Yeah. I'm always like, hey, you, you realize what happened, right? You realize yeah. I don't like this, right? And uh, I don't do the whole thing like, this hurts me more than it hurts you because it doesn't. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, you know, I don't want to do it. You know, it's like, hey, we're both on the same page where we don't want to get to this point. So why don't we just be better and not get to this point anymore? Like, I don't want to do this. Sucks for me. But so, what I what I don't want to do even more is just like let this slide. You realize why I can't let this slide, right? And I always sit down and explain to him. Lorian, do you have the same disciplinary effect as Spencer, or do you have to invoke? The father. My wrath. <laughs> Dear for fewer. <laughs> oh, I generally invoke Spence. And is that because it's just more effective coming from him? I'm just or? more of a physical presence, I guess, maybe a little bit. I don't know quite what it is, but like um, like with my son, it's like same. all I have to do is look at him and like he puts his little lip out and goes to his room. It's like an energy <laughs> thing, I think. Somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was like, uh, I don't know. It's kind of a fatherly role, too, I think. Uh, not always. Not always, but, you know, it trends that way. Trends that way. Uh, so, and what are you guys doing for homeschooling? Oh, just about everything. Um, yeah. Mostly, like, just, like, life skills. You know, that's, like, a big part of it is just um, things like the yard work and planting stuff and the chickens that need tended to and, like, like animal husbandry in general and um all and they've that kind been of cooking stuff. their whole lives too so yeah. we get to use like measuring cups for fractions and math like everything's real world but i have used uh easy peasy homeschooling as like a guide underneath if I, they need like worksheets or something to do what is that what are you calling easy peasy homeschooling that's is the, that like a it's a website curriculum? okay yeah with a curriculum on it it's free so I just pull things off of there once in a while. Yeah, that's what because in our homeschooling group, the the ladies that Mousy Bear talks to is like one of the big topics of conversations. All these different curriculums that they try, and they sit around and cluck about, you know, like oh, I tried this and it doesn't work. And I was just wondering because I know there's a lot of different stuff out there. It's I and mean, it's never been easier to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I try to focus on the practical mostly because. Uh, there's like workbooks, right? And when I was homeschooled, it was like all workbooks and workbooks are tedious and you don't retain anything, right? You fill out the workbook and you either just stall out and don't do it and daydream and play video games and do other stuff instead of the workbook or you fly through the workbook so you can do the other yeah. shit that I just mentioned and that's you and me. Neither of those sure. scenarios are you retaining any of the knowledge. Now, I think it, workbooks are important when it comes to learning to read and write uh, until you got that down. But then, like, like I used to do 
English and math and science and even a Bible curriculum uh, workbook. And it was like, I can't tell you a single friggin' thing about it other than like what they looked like kind of generally, you know? So I yeah. don't know. I, I was just never a classroom guy anyway, though. Me, I remember Me things that I do with my hands. Like I remember processes. I remember like once I, if especially if I am doing something with somebody who's good at it, like like you're saying the whole fix the car thing. If I know a buddy who's like uh, always changing his own oil, like that's how I learned to change an oil. Was my buddy changed his own oil, and I'm like, hey, let me tell, help you do it this time. And then yeah, boom, now I was changing my own buddy. oil. And uh, that's like that's how I like to learn, and so that's how I try to teach too. Is just kind of like hands on and like, hey, you do this with me. And then kids are awesome because they just keep asking questions. What's that? Why does that? What did you do there? What is that? Why is why is it doing that? All that kind of stuff. And then you get just get to just answer their questions and they soak it up like a sponge. Now, so you remember things that you do with your hands, but my question is, do your hands remember what you've done with them? I don't know. You want to ask them? They're right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they sound like they're, they've been tortured. <laughs> <laughs> my hands have uh, not so long a memory, I don't think. Not so long a memory. My hands do a lot of typing these days, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah, trying to take better care of them or worse care of them, actually. It's kind of hard to say. I'm not sure. See, there's there's a price to pay for everything. That's another thing. That... It's like the hands are more gentle, but the wrists suffer. Mm. That's what's uh, that's the problem. Especially yeah. when you're uh, the mouse, man. You can't do too much mouse. I'm glad it's typing rather than mouse. If you mouse all day, man, and it's the just clicking. the one clicky finger. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I try to avoid the mouse whenever I can. Whatever I can, but you know, you can't, you can't totally live with it. It's like what you were saying earlier, you know, like, uh, you can't go a hundred percent full with all of it all the time. Like you can't be the purest. As soon as you try to introduce a purity test, everybody fails. Yeah. You know, so I was, it's funny you say it. Cause I was just looking over the notes of like little topics of conversations and I was looking and like the last thing that I had to say is that we wrote on here that the number one fatal flaw is having a goal of being 100% self-sufficient, especially in a hurry. It takes time to learn skills and build up a foundation of knowledge and resources. I love that. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. So don't, because then that's where you get into the thought loops and that's where you get into the yep. negative self-talk again. The, and you'll never get out of it. If, if yep. your starting point is, oh, if only I had 40 acres... Three acres of hay, yep. a flock of 20 chickens, guinea fowl, and like that. Don't do that. And Don't which, do that to yourself. Which, by the way, if you got that in like a month's time and then just like converted straight to that, you would totally fail and quit because it'd just be overwhelming, be too much. You can't learn all that all at once. Yeah. But yeah, if, if you start, if people just, can't become millionaires through the lottery overnight, yeah, where you're literally just given raw currency. Yep then how could you possibly handle all of that at once? Don't So don't do it to yourself. It's got to be a gradual build. Yeah, I totally agree. You, you just start with something easy. Start with just like putting garlic in the ground in November, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. picking it next uh, early summer. Like that's an easy one. It's so easy. It's like you'll yeah. be shocked. You'll be like, holy shit, look yeah. at all this fucking garlic. It looks great. That, that's a good one. Lavish said recently that he planted some garlic and because he... Uh, and sorry, Lavish, if you hear this or if you're listening, but 
I got the impression that Lavish didn't know what the fuck he was doing, but he he's just trying. Yep. He just did it. He's like, well, fuck it. I got it's got all this great weather, perfect conditions. Yep. Put some garlic in the ground, and he's like, oh shit, this stuff still grows. Yeah. Like he had, had like mostly abandoned it, but it, now he's got that little lesson. Now he's got that little micro skill because he didn't set out to be like, oh, I guess I'm going to start farming. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just one little piece, man. And then you just and then you know once you conquer that, you go, oh fuck. Uh, I bet a lot of that applies to other things too. And then you're like, well, how is corn different? Corn's a little tougher, but not super tough. You know, you just got to do a couple extra things. Oh, you nice. Gotta... Yeah. Cotton Gin made sure that we ISO me telling Lavish that he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm sorry, Lavish, if you're a master gardener. Clove meets dirt, dirt meets uh, water. <laughs> and then you just wait. Like, I, you don't even water the shit. You just wait till next year. <laughs> And then once those like uh, tips turn yellow, then you just pull the shit up, and they're like, "Wow, every clove is now a bulb." Oh my god! Oh shit! What a fucking Net Ned concept. says. Net Ned says his chives are forty years old. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Based his in ancient chives. He's got pill. milf. Yeah, he's got milf chives. Milf chives. <laughs> oh, milf chives. Yum. That's fucking fantastic, man. Well, geez, Louise, man, it's been. Uh, Two and a half hours, it feels like uh, no time at all, man. Every time we uh, talk to you guys, it's like uh, it's like good old times, you know? It's like... Uh, yeah, um, thanks for having us back on. I feel... Oh, I, I don't know what it felt like to you guys or everybody else, but we were fucked in the head. Like, we were just ready to claw out of our chains. Oh, so absolutely. I didn't feel like we brought it the way that we should have last oh. time. I was just determined that we were going to fucking bring it this you time. You guys are uh, incredibly impressed. No, no bud has done more work in the bowl than what you guys did tonight. I was, I was very impressed and uh, surprised by that. So I, I can have my bud card back. You, yeah, you, of course, of course. You I have a, back. you have an unrevocable uh, double laminated bud card. Come on. Uh, you still have a spot at near right. On the, your right eye. Let me get that for you. Oh, thank there you. There you go. Oh, you're not <laughs> supposed to put more in there. What the fuck? Oh, sorry. I meant like an empty spot. <laughs> <laughs> you sly dog, you. Oh no! Thank you guys so much for everything. I mean, you guys are you guys are kick ass. Like uh, I yeah. remember the the first time when you said uh, that like we were some kind of inspiration for you guys like going for it and like actually it's the freedom man biting off the dream that you'd been just you thinking guys, about you guys for are so, so different from us but you're you're devoted to your freedom yeah that's it yeah. man yeah that's really all it takes and that's the beauty of freedom too is that like all of these different ideas and philosophies can thrive and coexist within that framework of freedom that's why that's why i'm a true believer in it like yeah and you can still make room for other people yep Exactly. As long as, but you got to be useful. Correct. Free. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about value for value, right? You got to put in to get oh, out. Oh, yeah. hey <laughs> Oh, man. That's why That's why we love and value and cherish you guys. Uh, it was a great show, and uh, we love you. We love you guys a lot. We love you, too. Yeah, we love you, too. Yeah, we love the heck out of you guys. We'll have to come and uh, kick it out there. Yeah. Please yes. do. Definitely, definitely. We'll, we'll have heat this time. You won't have to light a fart like Cotton Gin did. Oh, man. I miss my old fart lighting days, though. <laughs> well, that's up to you. Okay. Well, maybe I'll come in November. Surprise you. We'll just wait till it's cold as fuck. 
There'll just be one sulfur <laughs> radiating flame coming down the road, and I'll be like, ah, that's Spencer, oh, you son man. of a bitch. That'll be me. That'll be me. Well, bowlers, thanks for hanging out, and I uh, hope you enjoyed our time together. We'll be back at it this Tuesday night uh, and every foreseeable Tuesday night. Still, this uh, week we'll be at the 10 Central Time. Uh, but then the week after that, we'll get back at the regular nine time. But either way, you know, I'm going to be Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. I'll be Dame DeLorean. Until next time, bowlers. May your bowls burn ever brighter. It is on, folks. It is on. It is on. Bad taste. You want some cookies? I can see their human bodies.